Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Because the little thing has just been, and let's see, hopefully that went through and everything is good. So, <laughs> good evening and welcome to Morelia Python Radio. Uh, happy World Snake Day to everybody out there. Apparently it's uh, World Ooh. Snake Day. Yeah. Wait, it's right. only supposed to be one day? Like, it's. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> Shit, yeah. I've been doing it wrong for half of my <laughs> life now. Uh, yes. Tonight, we are joined by Randall Berry, and we're going to be talking about reptile history, venomous, crocodilians, all kinds of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. The, the uh, Hot Springs National Park Reptile Gardens, um, yeah, all kinds, of, all kinds of stuff. And we got uh, our good friend uh, Rob Stone is uh, hanging out with us tonight. Hey. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have – did – when we were here last week, did the gelatins hatch out? They were starting, I thought, or did they no, blend together? Think so. <laughs> Dude, I think, no. I think maybe they started pipping like Wednesday or Thursday last week. I don't remember. Oh man, these things are insane! Oh my god, I'm so <laughs> yeah. happy with them. <laughs> they are oh, not so full Burke. I mean, everything is staying. I mean, um, no, 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 no. Um, Partial send Burke. a pair to Got Rob, it. send in a pair to Keith, um, <laughs> then I get a pair, then whoever is the rest. But these are cool snakes, man. I can't believe the striping that came out. This was you're cool. supposed to pick first, dude. They're your, you're, they're your babies. You pick first. Don't let Rob pick first. Uh, well, I, <laughs> honestly... I don't even think Rob would care which one he got, to be honest, because they're all pretty stellar. Yeah, I man. mean, when you're when you're when it's not a more for anything like that, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's a lot. It's pretty cool. And I, like I said, I'm surprised at the amount of striping that uh, yeah, we're in the clutch. But I don't know. Oh, and I know it's not your thing, right? I mean, you know, it it is my thing, but Owen has so little space, and it's just like I can't That's be like I mean. you'll be great right now. Carriage <laughs> so you know, you're good. You stay over there. I'm I'm gonna stay in my lane over here, and I will admire them from afar. If Here's I my move question. And, yes. Do you have Darwin's? Yeah. Okay. Well, I have. Because when Darwin. you go to Australia <laughs> and we see Darwin's, and then you come back, and you're going to be like, "Oh Darwin. my god, <laughs> it's all this in the wild. It's going to be badass." I'm telling you. Right. I have. Uh, I have one Darwin, and it's an albino, and then everything else I have is, um, mixed. Oh, you Darwin, man. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Most of it is unreal. Ball. Stop it. All right. Because the only other albino or Darwin blooded thing that I have here is I have an albino jag, which is obviously Darwin and coastal. And right. then I have the citrus tiger head albino, which is God only knows plus Darwin. <laughs> so it's, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so. There's there's only a little bit of Darwin in those because we don't talk about the Darwin project going on over here. It's like we're pure. Don't look in that <laughs> corner. Yeah. Don't don't look over there. Stay away from there. All right. So I got just a couple announcements and then we can get Randall on here. Um, there's a whole bunch of Carpet Fest going on. First up is the UK Carpet Fest, August third, over there in the UK. 
uh, if you are over in that area and you want to go and hang out. Uh, the guys from Reptile and Chill are uh, putting that together. Then next up, we have the Southwest Carpet Fest, which is over in California. Um, and Brian Cusco is uh, putting that together or hosting that. And Brandon Wheeler is the guy that's kind of putting stuff together. So if you're interested in that, contact one of those guys. Um, that's July 27th. It starts at 12 o'clock. Uh, and then on the tail end of everything is the Northwest Carpet Fest, which is September 28th. And the details for that will follow. Um, so that's at Douglas Taylor's uh, spot. And then our calendar contest is still going on over on Morelia Pick of the Week. Um, and it closes on July 31st at 11.59 Eastern Standard Time. So please, please, please read the rules before you post. <laughs> I, I know, I know just by looking at the pictures, half of you have not. So it's just nobody reads read stuff. The rules. <laughs> Don't make me read things. It's like, please <laughs> just read the rules because I don't want you to sit there and, you know, put your animal in there and be like, cool, I'm done. And then you're automatically disqualified because it's in a tub or something like that. Like if you have a really cool animal, please go take a picture of it outside or, or make it look nice and then resubmit. Okay. So read the rules. And if you, if you read the rules and you have violated any of them, just resubmit. It's okay. Just, do it better this time. So yeah, that's all for sure. Um, I don't know anything else you guys want to hit on. No, I'm just glad you were clear about the the California <laughs> Carpet Fest being the Southwest Carpet Fest. I know I was listening to GTP Keeper, a great show uh, this past weekend. First of all, it was really cool to listen to Bill on uh, ESPN Radio. That that was, <laughs> that that, was there funny. was a lot to unpack <laughs> there for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, he was obsessed with calling the one at Brian Cusco's Southeast Carp Fest, I suppose, just because he, you know, always goes and has such a great time that everything is Southeast Carpet Fest. But uh, I'm glad you, well, you actually put the proper name on it. So that was good. You know, there we go. and they can't even – his Carpet Fest is lost in the wilderness. So, you know, it's like I don't even want to hear about it. So <laughs> – It's waiting to find a home. It doesn't have a That's, home. It's just wandering around. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're they're thinking about changing it, or I don't know. If no, I refuse. Or whatever, I will but... burn it down. <laughs> no, 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 no. They were going to make it Condro Fest. Carpet Fest was too right. uh, too slummy for them, so they wanted to go high end and go Condro Fest down there in Texas. So, so, that sounds so, about right. So we'll fly to Texas and we'll have our own Carpet Fest. That's you right. Know. God, we'll just move it over to. We'll just move it over to Arkansas where the yeah. uh, Hot Springs <laughs> National Park Reptile Gardens is going to be. That's what we're going to do. No yeah. worries. Have your Condro Fest. See if we care. <laughs> yeah, Texas. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> All right, let's get ran on here. Let's get this going because we got we got tons of stuff to talk about. So let's go. Randall, welcome to Morelli Python Radio. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great, and uh, hi, Eric and Owen and Rob. Glad to be on yep. with hey, Randall Python Radio. Yeah, we got Glad you on your own you. episode this time. You know, it's uh, we got, got <laughs> oh, you. Oh man, we got we got we, we got you all to ourselves now. We don't have to, you know, push Graham out of here. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you guys but, doing? 
we're doing Good. all right. You know, it's a basic Tuesday Good. night. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah. but uh, we normally start the show real quick with, uh, we ask the guests, how did you get into reptiles? So, you know, I know it's probably going to be a good one. So Randall, how did you get your start? I, you know, I grew up in, I uh, was born in Tampa, Florida and in 1952 and I know I'm old. Okay. But <laughs> there was back then Tampa was pretty wild and it seemed like Orlando was about a thousand miles away. Now that the Tampa and Orlando almost touch, you know, but back mm. then it was just, uh, a lot of palms and, and a lot of woods, and uh, I, I, I saw snakes when I was just a kid, and um, I caught a garter snake when I was six years old, and I didn't really know how to take care of it, but they were everywhere in our backyard, and I my parents entered me in a, a, a pet show called the, the, the Tampa All-Citywide Pet Show. Anyway… I won a, a trophy with a blue a blue ribbon in first place because I had a garden <laughs> snake. Everybody else had like a cat, a kitten, a parakeet, you know, pretty dull stuff. And I had this snake, and you know, and I remember just biting the crap out of me and crapping on me and stuff. But I was holding it, and and there's a picture. It's a black and white. My mom cut it out. My mom and dad cut it out in the paper. You know, it's, it's a black and white picture. And it's yellowed now, but. You know, I'm beholding the snake, but I'm just wide-eyed, and I I just love snakes because they were everywhere. They were, you know, so I started basically when I was six. Wow. And, um, Damn. And I just, you know, I kept them all through. Then I moved to Arkansas. My dad got transferred. He worked for International Paper Company. He got transferred to Little Rock when I was 14, and – you know, then I was catching snakes, of course, here and keeping them. And you know, like what we had here, the native stuff, the prairie king snakes, the speckled kings, uh, mm-hmm. you know, water snakes, black racers, etc., and stuff. But I used to catch indigos before they're protected, you know, in, in Florida and and wow. everything. My parents would not allow me to have anything venomous, but I did, and I kept them in cages underneath my bed, and I'd pull and they were, you know underneath the bed and. I would pull them out and, and, and throw my live mice in there. I'd buy at the pet store, and they'd, I'd bring them home in a paper bag, and I had to hurry up and get home because they would chew out of the paper bag. You know? <laughs> and there was a pet store about a block away from our house. And so I, I'd run down there and run back, and my parents would say, what do you got? Oh, I got somebody some feeding some snakes, and I just had copperheads. And I'd open the thing and throw them in there and then close it and put it under there. But I eventually got busted. My mom and dad had a maid come to our house every Thursday <laughs> to clean and you know do you know do the laundry do everything you know uh-huh. mom and dad works and and um maid found the cages and pulled it out and then you know freaked out and told my mom and dad and I got in a lot of trouble and I had to go let him go <laughs> at a local uh-huh. golf course here there's <laughs> 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 only like two copperheads but I mean you know and I fashioned a snake hook out of a, a wire coat hanger. So, you know, that's what I had to do. Yeah. And they kept reminding me, of, you know, of that movie, you know, No Wire Coat Hanger, Joan Crawford. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Mommy Pierce. You guys remember oh that? Oh, my right? God. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Joan Crawford right. movie, so. But that's so, basically how I did it. And then I, you know, went to school in high school, and I didn't – I was offered a chance to go to college, but I didn't. I wanted to work. 
mm-hmm. um, and get some money because I was playing in a band. I was playing bass guitar and drums back and forth in a band during all that time. And so I wanted to work so I could afford good drums and a good guitar instead of something from Montgomery Wards and, uh, <laughs> or Sears. And, um, you know, and I still kept snakes and stuff. And um, I didn't have many girlfriends back then because girls knew after maybe one date when I started driving, you know, that, oh, I had snakes for pets at home. That was like the last date, first and last date. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was kind of lonely, but I had my snakes and, uh, and you know, turtles and tortoises. And so, you know, it just went from there. And then I decided one day I wanted to get in the zoo field. And I did, and I got my first job in 1987 at the Ellen Trout Zoo in Lufkin, Texas. And I was there for three years, I think. And then I went to Tyler, to the Caldwell Zoo in Tyler, Texas, as lead keeper of reptiles. And then I quit there after a year and a half because they only had uh, indigenous animals there. They didn't have any exotics. And okay. I was working exotics at home back then. I mean, back in Little Rock before I even went to Ellen Trout. My my, I guess my passion back then were, were both rocks were lance heads and uh, Trimeraceros, Asian lance heads. So, uh, Caldwell Zoo didn't have any you know exotics. They all they had was just indigenous or native animals. Like so, we had Western Diamondbacks, you know, Splendida king snakes, speckled mm-hmm. king snakes, etc. And we had Louisiana pine snakes, you know, uh, Ruth and I. But um, but that was it. And I got that got boring. And oh, and, and American alligators. But that got boring. <laughs> and so I was offered a job back home at Little Rock, which I tried to get into, but they said I didn't have any zoo experience because Little Rock Zoo was a lot bigger than both those zoos. Right. And so I got you know I gained about five six years experience at two different zoos, and I moved back to Little Rock, which I was glad to. And they just basically let me run the reptile department and pick uh, this snake or that snake and, and require these animals. You know, I wanted these cobras, I wanted this, and I wanted gaboons and rhino, et cetera. You know, mm-hmm. something to, to really mix it up. So I did that for like three years, and then I um, went to work for uh, Tom Crisfield, uh, Crisfield Reptile Enterprises in Bushnell, Florida. Mm-hmm. And um, he hired me there as a manager. And it, it was – he just got out of jail <laughs> for the PGI and the Guana bus. <laughs> and Man. He, 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 and I've known Tom forever. I knew when he had Herpetofauna with the Storm mm-hmm. Brothers back in Fort Myers. You know, He was a big reptile dealer then. And at the time when I was working for him, we were the largest importer-exporter probably in the world. You know, We killed – you know, Glades was nothing really then. I mean it was, it was starting. And then Strictly mm-hmm. was, was just, you know, Ray Van Nostrom just drove down from the Bronx, you know, driving through my in Miami with a white van with an air conditioner sticking out the back, selling iguanas <laughs> and everything to pet oh shop before he started Strictly. So, right. And I knew all those guys, and Ray Gushaw, all those guys, the importers and exporters, you know. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, I, I quit there because I could – I saw more snakes every week. Thousands. We had thousands of snakes and crocodilians. I mean, stuff from all over the world. You, it, it was you're like a kid in a candy store, basically. Mm-hmm. You know. So you know, it was just amazing. And I got the cherry pick stuff. My personal collection, which was the bonus, because I was the manager. 
Right. I yeah. think I had like <laughs> seven people working behind me or, you know, cleaning cages and feeding animals. And we, and we ship twice a week. We ship on Tuesday for Wednesday and Thursday for Friday. You know, so right. we got to make those guys do the airport runs out of Tampa. That was our closest airport. So it was amazing. I mean, it, it was good. Randall, how did how did they like when like how did like say a new species came in that nobody had or anything like that you know how did like the word I know where you're going with that no 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 (laughs) (laughs) we just made it um I see that but that's not where I was going. No, what I was okay, going to say go is, I'm like, how, how did you get – like, how did the word get out there? Like, I don't know, pick, like, pick a species, whatever, and, like, was is it is it the same – we got in, 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 Yeah, you know what I mean? You like, mean the animals we got people, in, we wanted to get it out there? Yeah. How did you, yeah, like, how did, how did you get we, the we word out there? List, a weekly mailing list, you know? Yeah, yeah, I don't know okay. if you guys are old oh, enough yeah, to yeah, remember yeah. mailing lists. I am no, not. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do remember that. I'm just wondering, like, did you like, did you create a buzz? Like, if you knew that you were getting, like, I don't know, say that that you know, like, oh yeah, like Rob said, Tanzania came in, like a week or two in advance. Let's say the albino right. alligators. We were the first one to get the first ten out of Louisiana right. and between oh. New Orleans and Baton Rouge, and we knew it, and we we kind of created a buzz a rumor on uh priceless before we actually got them but we already knew we secured them mm, and gotcha. it was a hush hush deal a, a drive you know from bushnell to new orleans you know and that was a good you know 12 hour drive so we'd go at night i mean we got everything in vans and we'd bring it back and then we would announce it you know on the next week's priceless after we acclimated the animals all right, and right. we also had animals come in from Indonesia, uh, Thailand, et cetera, you name it, that um, we that we really didn't know. We had to look in books too, you know. We didn't have computers mm-hmm. back then. Internet. Right. So this is ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. So right. uh, you know, we had to look in books and oh this looks close. Because there's so many trimeroceros species out there. You know, Venusius looks like uh, Purpurea maculata. It depends where it comes from, and, mm-hmm. and they're almost sure. interchangeable. And then there were some snakes that we we knew they were especially the venomous or even non-venomous. We had no clue. No one had a clue. We would show pictures. We would take Polaroids and 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 stuff. And we had a fax machine. We could fax pictures, you know. And mm-hmm. we say, "What is this?" And we don't know. And then we just make up a name. <laughs> oh, God, people eater or something, right. you know. And right. we say like Trimeroceros yeah. subspecies. <laughs> Generalized, gotcha. yeah. Right. Jeez. <laughs> all right. Sorry, Owen. That's all right. No, um, so Randall, what's the current collection you're working with look like? Uh oh, here in my house. Um Yeah. Both Rops and Boiga. And I do have a, a, a few uh, colubers. I have some tricolor hognose I'm working with, but Ooh. mainly the tree vipers and um, lance heads at home. Oh, cool. And I, and I, I do have uh, some crocodiles outside Ooh. so in a pond, <laughs> and I have a, a passion for chicken turtles. I always have, and um, I've got a, a couple groups of those outside in a pond in a, that I built in the greenhouse. Oh, and cool. I retired from this Little Rock Zoo 
um, three, uh, two and a half, almost three years ago after being mm-hmm. there 24 years. And, um, so I'm just, you know, I'm retired and, and I'm, I'm spending more time with my animals than I did before. Cause I was working 40, 50 hours a week, you know? So, right. Right. So what kind of crocodilians you know, are you I, working I with? Work what I want to work with. Pardon? What kind of crocodilians are you working with? Morlets. Okay. And I, I do have a Siamensis, but it's on loan at a, a zoo in Texas. The, gotcha. A big female, not breeding with anything, because it's killed every male they introduced it to. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I talked to the director about a month ago, and yeah, I've killed that one. And the last one we got was from Jerry Mata down in, 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 in Florida, and it killed that male a year or two ago. And they had a howdy situation uh, set up for it, but it, it – and they were doing good for a couple months. And then when you lift that screen, you know, those bars on the howdy, she just just killed that male. It was, it was probably about a seven-foot male. At least it didn't kill mine. <laughs> you know? well, wow. Yeah, I mean that's, <laughs> that's a plus. But, but they won't still. introduce it because it killed like three different males over the, over the last ten years. So she's oh, just going to live – be a widower and live alone. <laughs> I think yeah. Get the hint. Just leave her alone. <laughs> no, yeah, and my I got the baby from Bruce Swedick, by the way. Okay. Who's, you know, good pals with uh, right. Howard Redding. I know you guys know mm-hmm. Howard. Yep. And if mm-hmm. he calls in tonight, and if Keith McPeak calls in, or Ryan Rumbley, please don't put him on. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> keep the Graham Madison also. If he calls in. Yeah, just ignore you know, him. Like, we don't know him. <laughs> yeah, I got it. <laughs> just, just put him on hold forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just let him stewing in the pot for a while, right? Yeah, let him sit yeah. there. Yeah, we'll be in the queue. No worries. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, I mean, you you've been in the reptile hobby for so long. I mean, you pretty much are saw it from build up from the ground up. I mean. I mean, what do you think is you're right. positive about it today? It, you're right. When I was a kid, you know, back then mm. it was the tropical fish industry. You know that. And right, mollies, yeah. guppies, goldfish, et cetera. And then I was there for like the dawning of the age of herpetoculture. You know, I, I first really started keeping about 1968. You know, seriously, starting getting stuff in 70, 71. I was in high school in 71. I had my first exotic venomous snake, and I ordered and mail-ordered it, and it was a a Bipira amidites, you know, and um, it's a pretty cool snake, you know. I I knew to keep keep my fingers out of its mouth, and I'd live, and, um, (laughs) you know, it, it, was, it was good, and by then I already made and I had a guy make weld me a, a, you know, a real snake hook out of a golf, you know, shaft, you know, you know, and uh-huh. do the curve and stuff. And I used to hang out with Ross Allen at Ross Allen's Reptile Institute in Ocala, Florida, when I was a kid. I'd go up there every summer because my grandparents lived there, and I'd watch Ross wrestle alligators and then milk Eastern Diamondbacks all the time. Got to be good friends with him and his son Robert Jr. And um, hang out with them, and like I said, he would they would sell indigos, even live coral snakes in the gift shop. It was a Seminole Indian village that was part of it, you know, with Ross. 
Then later on, yeah. when Ross left. You know, CBS bought that place, and um, he, he hooked up with Dennis McGee, who is going to open the Hot Springs National Reptile Guard. And I, I knew Dennis back in Florida back then, and he's older than me by about eight years, nine years. And mm-hmm. he started this uh, plan down in Hot Springs, and he told me today actually that we are going to try to break ground next month, like the first week of August. Oh, that's uh, awesome! I have to go more, more architecture stuff. Um, he made me general curator and uh, hire the people, and uh, I hired Graham Battison. I know you know that, or uh, as mm-hmm. curator, Graham mm-hmm. uh, came over last year, last October, and I took him snake hunting. The very first night, uh, I almost stepped on a copperhead. I was standing there lighting up a cigarette, and you know, and I looked down. He don't move. <laughs> <laughs> right in my huh. right foot, and it was a cop. I mean, it was a cotton mouth. Excuse me, cotton mouth. And uh, because he calls it a trap jaw, you know that British accent. But um, <laughs> that, and, you know, and, he, and I still got it. He wanted me to save it for him. So when he moved back here, and this damn thing's eating me out of a house and home, you know. And he caught it on John Lennon's birthday, which is funny because it was October 9th. Because he loves the Beatles, you know, like I do, and he's from Liverpool, and his right. son's name is Benjamin Lennon. He named oh. after John Lennon. Hmm. So, but he caught it on John Lennon's birthday, and 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 so he made me keep it. And I still have it, and Graham is going to be flying over here. I think September seventh, and so okay. ten days, and I'm going to take him to the NARBC show in Arlington. He, they don't have big shows over there, you know, like we do here in the states. Right. So. Oh, he's gonna love that. You know, he's but, a short um, tail guy, and he's gonna yeah, yeah, be there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. In fact, I'm taking him over to Dave and Tracy's, and oh, um, nice. And you know, and let him hang out there. He's never met him, but they're friends. You know, I guess on Instagram and Facebook and everything else, all the other social media. But um. Of course, I've known the Barkers forever. I knew them before they even married each other. But you know, right. <laughs> Tracy lived at uh, Baltimore Zoo. <laughs> so that's cool. That's that's awesome to see that stuff kind of grow. But I mean, like, do you think? What do you think is positive about Herp the culture now as opposed to it back then? Like, what do you think is some of the the, the perks of it? Well, the the. the I think we're leaning more towards you know education conservation type thing, and people are really starting to care for their animals. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of disappointed in, in the in the venomous side of it, the private venomous, because you have all these newer people. You know, I, I don't want to piss anybody off, but uh, I got to get my you know I don't have any experience. You know, I've had two ball pythons. Now I want a western diamondback rattlesnake. And <laughs> to me, that's wrong. And when you see these things get out or they get bit. Yeah, uh, you know they put in a, a ten gallon aquarium with a screen top on it, and they forget to put the brick on top to hold it down. And mm. next damn snakes <laughs> in the bathroom or something, and then, then the press gets a hold of it, and then the laws yep. come, you know, and then they start chasing county and city laws and state laws. Sure. You know that? I mean, yeah. it's the oh, irresponsible yeah. ones. You know, I, I see them on Facebook all the time. Well, I got bit by a Gila monster or. Whatever. It was so cute until it started hurting me. And I mean, you know, you see this stuff. And it's like, holy shit. You know, why are you, Why do you even do this? You're making it bad for the responsible keepers. Right. Because I predict there's going to be a federal ban 
I would say within the next eight, ten years, a private keepers to have. Well, they already started with the seven big, you know, descriptors. Yeah. You know, yeah. Some places, right. You know, but it, then it's going to be the venomous. And there's, yeah. there's not many states left that, that allow venomous. Uh, Eric and I are in Pennsylvania. But I think it'll be a federal ban, and then yeah. place you, you know. But you know what that's going to do? It's going to make that further underground. underground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to go underground, but someone's still going to fuck up and get bit, yep. or a snake is going to escape, like a cobra in Orlando or Miami or not Arkansas, sure. <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> you got some weird people up there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I don't say anything bad about Pennsylvania. I love Pennsylvania. No, we got so. some goofy people up here. Man. No, no, we know. Ham- <laughs> yeah, I, I see them at the Hamburg Reptile Show. We got some goofy people. I, I, I've been yeah. there many times. I, I, there I, you go. That's where I got introduced to Yingling beer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Excellent. It was Hank Moulton 20 uh, years ago. Did you ever have a <laughs> What the hell is a Yingling? That sounds like a social disease, dude. <laughs> oh, that's great! Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I and we obviously completely agree with you that it, it, people should be. It's almost like the good keepers should be more should be mad at the bad keepers because they're really hurting. We it. are. It, we're trying to be yeah. proactive, and I, you know, I've gotten banned and kicked off. I'm not kicked off Facebook yet, but. I mean, I've gotten blocked by people that I called out. So I said, look, it's just stupid, and you're ruining it for everybody else. Right. You know, you right. went from a ball python to a, a albino monocle cobra. I mean, that's, that's a, big a big jump. leap, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fast snake, a very intelligent snake. It's not a ball python that's going to curl up in a ball that you can bowl with it or anything. I mean, this thing is going to be like a spring that explodes on you at any yeah. given time. And you got to be able to look for the behavioral differences. If they start twitching, whatever. If they start submarining you, then you know. But, but you have to look for these signs. That, you know, now they're going to explode. Now they're going to strike. It's not going to be a bluff. So yeah. you got to learn that stuff. You don't jump from a ball python or, let's say, a California king snake or, or a carpet python or a chondro python. I still call them chondros. <laughs> we do too. It's all right. We do too. We, it's okay. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, but when you see these guys do that, and I see it on Facebook all the time, I just cringe. I really do. I said, it's coming. You know, it's going to be a yeah. federal ban. Yeah. It's, it's much easier to go from corn snake to black mamba, in my opinion. I mean, that's got to <laughs> yeah. be. That's got to be an easier jump, it right? Is. I think I would tell. I, I, thank you. I'm gonna write that down right now. So okay, good. <laughs> Good, good advice, there, Owen. Say, Good know, advice. I'm helping. Yeah. So. yeah, and I agree. I, I would have said Matthias or Drymarcon, but a corn snake. Yeah, I like it. Corn snake. Yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't All get right. it. You know, I, I just, I, you know, but I, 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 but the hobby has exploded. You know, as you guys know, of course. Mm. I mean, you wouldn't have this podcast, and you know, and, you know how how big the hobby's gotten. Um, right. It kind of left the tropical – when I get back to the tropical fish industry, when I grew up, just a kid, I saw that. But I, I was right there at the golden age of the culture, and I'm, I'm blessed to do that because to, to see that and meet a lot of legends and, and you know, and um, people I read about in books. I mean I didn't study math in, in seventh, eighth grade. I, I was in math class, but I had like a Raymond Dittmar's book <laughs> hidden behind the, you know, the outside of the math book. 
You know, I didn't give a shit about, you know, subtraction or, you know, I was reading about romancing the Bushmaster or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that's a better learned thing. I mean, like, you know, we have calculators now. Who cares? It's like, you know, (laughs) this is a good use of time. Now people just ask you what a book is. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm serious. I don't use algebra to this day. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I even told my high school teacher, I said, I'm never going to use algebra. Oh, yeah, you will. You're Bullshit. I've never used it. Me neither. Well, is, is, now, Randall, is there anybody... The, the, the part that, hold on, Owen. The, ahead, Randall, Rob. the part that really surprised me out of what you said there was just that Hank was having a yingling, not a Heineken. That's the part that's the shock of that story. <laughs> yes, it is. Of course, I've known Hank forever. I mean, when he, you know, <laughs> you know, forever. I mean, and stuff, and um, all those guys. I mean, I was blessed to know them. I mean, some of them are good, some of them are bad, some of them turned out to be crooks. You know, so uh, <laughs> right, probably a lot of a mix, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> a, little, I mean, a mix yeah, of some, it, some good and it, some bad it, in, in everyone. Of course, and. Um, but, but these guys were like the movers and the shakers, you know. I mean, of the business. Yeah. I mean, they brought stuff in. Of course, they smuggled stuff out of Australia. What do you think we got all the conger pipes and bearded dragons? This stuff didn't come in legally. You know that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All, all the stuff. That's what the, the bloodline. All that stuff was smuggled in. You know, people had it like taped to their back, and when they went through customs, you know, with a bag taped on their back and, and a shirt over it. The guy will say, "What is that?" And the, and, and the smuggler will say, "Don't touch it. It's a tumor I have." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's about the size of a football. They cram, you know, fifty baby contrapipes in it in a pillowcase, oh and then God. make it into a ball and tape it to his back and put a short over. It. And he and he said, "I got a medical pass. Don't touch it. I, I it's a it's a tumor." And the, and the guys, you know, they didn't have like we have the TSA now, you know. Right, and, not uh, doing that you know, biometric okay, scan thing. Yeah. The guy get on the plane as soon as he got into American airspace, he could take him out and he'd land. And you didn't go through customs back then when you landed, you know, oh, back God. in the space after you passed customs on your plane. So, sure. that's how that stuff got in here. A lot of that stuff got, or it got mailed. Yeah. I had a guy tell me some rattlesnakes <laughs> once out of Alabama. I mean, this is about 1974, 75. And he just did it on regular parcel, parcel posts, and, it, and he, came, he mailed them on a Thursday, and they came Saturday morning. And I opened up, and they were in a bag, but he had um, cotton balls taped to the rattles. So when it, <laughs> he wouldn't rattle. I mean, you know, he couldn't hear it, but he had a cotton ball. And I had oh my God. Him those rattlesnakes and pulling that scotch <laughs> tape and, and, and cotton balls off the rattles. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and they put a fake address on there, of course, you know, return address in case they got confiscated sure. at the post office, you know, like Plastic Pool Park, Memphis, Tennessee. And But when it was coming from Alabama, but it just oh my across God. the post. <laughs> that's how I oh got stuff God. back then. You know, wow. You can use Delta. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, the box starts doing that. Yeah. No. Oh my God. You imagine that having that issue coming up like a FedEx box rattling nowadays? I mean, that would be. Oh God! They call the bomb squad. Oh God. (laughs) 
I mean, be on the news. Trump out there pointing and telling them to go back to their shithole country or something. I mean, you know. Oh, my no. God. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> sad. <laughs> <sighs> so, so besides all that, what was some of the challenges that you had to yeah. uh, <laughs> overcome back in the early days? Oh, that was the boring time. part I told you guys earlier. <laughs> okay. Um, that was easy. No, it, it was great working, you know – Seeing the stuff in the hobby and going to like the very first reptile expos, like Wayne's show in Orlando, and and stuff. And we already had small shows and conferences we were going to in Texas and Florida, and and uh, like the IHS. I was I was a board member for like five or six years of the IHS, and but that's where we had shows, any reptile shows. But all the reptile keepers knew, you know, we we go to the the host hotel. And we'd bring our own snakes, and we would sell and trade and barter snakes in our hotel room. And it was <laughs> Wayne who actually got the idea, hey, we ought to start doing a show down in Florida. Cause he was at the IHS. He was seeing this, and he was seeing all the trading and back and forth. You know, I would fly like a San Antonio for an IHS, and I'd fly back with like uh, Ridge-nosed rattlesnakes in, in my socks, and I'd wrap them in my bag and, and then check my luggage. And that's what we did. I mean, oh that's how God. we got the venomous stuff out. <laughs> but then Wayne goes, look, we sort of start having a show. And of course, it wasn't you know venomous yet there. It only was in venomous in, in Daytona in 2001 and two, and then they shut the venomous part down across the street. But mm-hmm. um, you know, Wayne started. He probably he's the grandfather of, of reptile shows in the United States. I mean, he started it. And then you got the NARBC. You got Hamburg Show. You got you know. Texas Reptile Expo, you have the Lone Star, you know, you have Herps and Conroe, you, you have uh, the, the California shows and all the far and Repicon, all that, you know. But Wayne really started that whole thing. Yeah. I mean, That's you awesome. know, uh, and, and I was on the ground floor of that, you know, and I, and I watched it and I, I worked for him that first show, you know, it was the Holiday Inn before it went to the Twin Towers in, um, Orlando. Then we moved it to, to in 2000 to Daytona, and I was like his head security guy and stuff. I got in free. They paid hotels. I worked it, and it was great. I got in before the vendors, and I got the cherry pick stuff I wanted. You know, <laughs> it's always the good part. Yeah, it's the good side <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah, the public comes in. I would like. I need this great man king snake. I need this. I need that, or whatever. <laughs> or this chondro, or or you know Bismarck ring python, just it. Ooh, and I remember, yeah. you know. Piebald and albino ball pythons, you know, $30,000. And I looked at it, I would say, it's still a ball python, and $30,000 is outrageous back then. It's outrageous right. now. I wouldn't pay $30,000 for a snake now. Thank you. <laughs> but, 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 but people were buying them back then for that. Yeah. Especially the Japanese yeah. people would come in, and they had tons sure. of money. Yeah, they back they just wanted you to write that that fun that funny receipt, you know. I was like, I don't know what this is going to buy you. Sell, selling a Daytona <laughs> and they come by and just saying it's like, exactly. all right, man, sure, I'll put my name on this. I don't know what it's going to get you, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. And there was no tariffs, you know, because you spent so much money there. So you, you, I guess they would. I I don't know if I've ever seen this personally, but I believe it. They, the the vendor would, of course, falsify the amount on the receipt. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and um, my stuff wasn't I that expensive, they, so I wouldn't know about that. That's how they skirted the tariffs, I guess. Hmm. Uh, 
Did you work the, yeah, the yeah. Venomous? You went when it was the Venomous shows? I remember I went both those yeah, years. Yeah, I that managed the Venomous show. Both change. of them we had across the street. Well, first one we had downstairs at, at Daytona, you know, around the back right. on the west side. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the second one was at the building a, a block away. Across the way. And right. And we, yeah. we did it. We had a guy at the second show get bit. And I was the oh, manager. I God. Went the show. He got he he told me he he had a a baby Western Diamondback and a big deli cup, and he said I, uh-huh. it's crap in his cup. I got to go change it. I said take you to your hotel room. Well, he didn't listen to me. Oh, anyway, he went to the bathroom, the men's the public bathroom there, <laughs> and opened the deli cup up. The thing got out. It bit him on the thing. We called his name was Jeremy, out of California. He was a dumbass anyway, and he, and we and we caught the snake and put it back in the thing. And we took him outside. They had to call an ambulance. You know, then Wayne comes down from the big show, walks over. You know, he's pissed off, and and so yeah. we shut the show down. That was the last year. He yeah. got bit. He was okay, but he had to go to the hospital. He missed the rest of the show. Lost his table money and everything, and, and his animals got confiscated by uh, uh, Florida, Florida. Uh, yeah. Wildlife, you know, FWC. So. I mean, and I told him, I said, take it to your room. Do not clean it behind the table. Don't take it in the bathroom. Get it out of here. If anything happened, of course, he got bit there at the show. He comes out. Right. He's holding his hand. He's crying. His hand's swelling up the size of a, of a catcher's mitt, you know, and I'm going, you dumbass. <laughs> you know, get a hammer and hit the venom out. You know, and, was, and I remember Jenny Smith going, no, we got to call. We got to call him. And they called 911 or whatever. Right. <laughs> and they came and hauled them off. I never saw them the rest of the time, but I know I do know all those animals got confiscated. Oh, but wow. he just had common venomous stuff, like common rattlesnakes. You know, Western Diamondbacks, yeah. Eastern. I think he had a couple mangroves. And gotcha. he, you know, nothing major. I, you know, the thing I remember being impressed, so impressed. Somebody had brought like this killer display of eyelash vipers, and it was like the oh, whole table. That was, that was probably. Um, Oh gosh, I can't think of his name right now. Um, well, there were several people ahead. I know who you're talking about too. Um, well, you know who I'm talking about, yeah. Uh, I, wasn't John Campbell? I'm trying to think. It might have been John Campbell out of Texas, because he had the best yellows real- and stuff. Pardon? Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't. I wouldn't have been able to place it, but yeah, I was. Uh, I just remember talk about an impressive display, you know, just the in the intrinsic animals themselves. I think uh, Craig Drumbauer even had a table there. He had someone manning for him over there. I believe Craig did. He always had a table in the big show, you know. But I think he had a, a table with some with some neat rattlesnakes and stuff. Uh, Rob Roy McInnes was there. I had a table there also, but um, it was small. I think it was only maybe fourteen tables. Total, maybe ten vendors. But um, yeah, after that I guy got bit. Wayne came. He was pissed off. He said, "Shut the show down." We shut it down. Wow. Well, Wayne's pissed off during the show all the time, frankly. But... <laughs> oh, all the time. And is that like? Show. I mean, yeah. When those, when that show started, is that like when uh, reptiles became more mainstream, if you will? You know. Yeah, or more uh, I, I believe, commercial. I believe you're correct. I, yes, yeah. I believe you're correct. Okay. It did, and the word spread, and then you know people started coming from all over the United States, and then from Canada, Mexico, and then 
England, Europe, you know, and, and Asia and, and Japan, Hong Kong. It really grew, as you guys know. And, gotcha. Uh, I haven't yeah. been to a Daytona show in eight years, eight or nine years, but it, it's it's like all the big shows now. It's, to me, they're, you know, ball python fest. Yeah. Uh, you know, or, yeah. Thank you. What the new Thank thing you. now is I can't believe is Mexican black king snakes. I remember you couldn't <laughs> you breed those things. You couldn't give them away. Or you sell them huh. 15 bucks. Now they're, you know, 400 each. 125 bucks a piece. It's just yeah. ridiculous. So what was the hot thing that, back then besides ball pythons? Like what was the thing that everybody was leopard geckos after? <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, well, the fun bit would always be the scale vipers. I mean, yeah. 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 Right. The fun bit but, would I mean, always it, be it, with it, the it, Asian leopard vendors. geckos and then bearded dragons. You guys know. I mean, you know. Yeah. And then ball pythons yeah. kind of disappeared for a while. Then all the morphs, the caramel, the super candy. The blah, blah, blah. I, I can't even make up names for what they call ball pythons now. And it's, it. and it's got 18,000 fruit. They're like, this is banana albino caramel. You know, to me, it reminds me of a mixed bag of M&Ms or something. I mean, I, I don't get it. You sound like uh, Owen. No, no, no. The one that annoys me. No. The one that annoys me is that they named a ball python morph Woma. And I'm like, no, because yeah. there's an actual well, yeah, thing well, that's well, a woman. You're right. I know what a woman is. I've had womans. I have womans. personal collection, but you're not yeah. the ball python woman. I'm going, what? Doesn't Why? look anything like a woman. Now we're confused. It's like, Wait. It's like if yeah, I had a spider a ball. What the hell is a spider ball? I keep thinking legs ought to come off that thing or something. You know? <laughs> I mean, what, what the hell is a spider ball? I get the caramel that looks like the color of caramel, and then, then banana. Yeah, it's yellow. Well, I mean, but why name it after a friggin' fruit? That's that's probably insulting. You know? Yeah. yeah. Where's the apple and the peach? <laughs> Here, I have a apple, question. Man. Yeah, peach. Hey, man, you're giving them ideas. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna them you know, I got a hiccup uh, ball python. Pomegranate. Mm, <laughs> you know, who the hell? Pomegranate. You know. <laughs> Yeah, um, pomegranate. <laughs> so, uh, so you wait. said you had woma pythons, right? Have you ever bred woma Years pythons? Ago, yeah. Yeah, you have. I never had black what's eggs, the, but I, I had regular. I mean, what's the secret dad, with their eggs? What what's what what's the secret with know, getting I, I, the I, eggs? I, I never got good eggs ever. Oh. Damn. I got eggs. <sighs> I'd get six or seven eggs, and 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 they they black it up about like three days. They they look good. I couldn't back then we didn't candle them, you know, we didn't look for veins, you know. Right. Like they do now. And we certainly didn't, you know, when they when they got like one minute past their hatch date, we didn't get a freaking pair of scissors and cut them open. Like they do now. Like <laughs> a window. Oh, God. And they half of them go back in and they drown in their own yolk. Right. <laughs> But we didn't do that. We'd let them hatch on their own because I was always saying, well, who in the hell's cut them up with a pair of scissors in the wild? I know God's too busy to, to mess with python eggs, you know, so. <laughs> you know, who does that in the wild? I would tell people they, they they post a video. I'm cutting up my retic or berm eggs, you know, for this one day past they're supposed to hatch. Well, look, like, temperatures fluctuate naturally in the wild, you know, uh-huh. you know, hot and cold. So it's, it's not a given, you know, so many 53 days or whatever. But people get impatient, and, you know, some of them are successful. I just 
I always question. I've, I've asked people, well, who cuts them up in the who cuts them open in the wild? <laughs> that's the hard bit that they're coming that, to eat them. But I cut yeah. them open in captivity. Well, that's why they have fucked up dwarf heads and stuff. I mean, you know. <laughs> no eyeballs. <laughs> no eyeballs or, or, yeah. or free eyeballs, you know? Yeah. It's like they've been tree pans or something, you know? I mean, God. <laughs> Dare uh, I know, ask you, you what know, do you I think mean, of the scale of stuff? Dogs come up and eggs. Randall, the hogs Pardon? come up and eat them. That's what opens them up in the wild, you know? Yeah. The hogs, oh. and little erectus, Must be it, yeah. The wild hogs. Yeah. I was going to Nursery say hogs. had a pair of scissors. <laughs> stop the, it. In, you stop that now. <laughs> Don't you, Rob is right there. You uh, stop that Owen, right now. Owen hates Bigfoot. <laughs> so if you if you mention all Bigfoot, talk. he gets all testy. I'm testing. scared of Bigfoot. <laughs> not, Who no, wouldn't we're not be? This, we're not doing this. <laughs> we're, we're not doing this. Not tonight. I got to hear it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It, oh, that's it, great! It's just, it just an irrational like anger to. It's not a real monkey, so yeah. Um, <laughs> but we'll get into that. Right, don't thing. What What do you want to? What do you want to say? No, no, we're not doing this anyway. Uh, <laughs> next thing. Oh, that's great. God, yeah, I love you guys. You guys have a lot of fun. I've listened to a lot of you. Well, podcasts. we try. <laughs> that's no, that's, no, that's good because you keep it moving and it's entertaining and stuff. I mean, and uh, I remember um, Howard Redding, he PM'd me the other day. He goes, man, I thought they were scraping the bottom of the barrel when they asked me to come on. They got you on. Said, well, dude, I mean, only way I can go is go up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, that's exactly. We started in the basement. Howard was on season one, like episode like five. I mean, it was yeah, eight years ago we brought him on. So yeah, I mean, yeah. we were scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> I know. And he, he said, "Randall, what in the hell are you doing there, man? I thought I was at the bottom of the barrel. You're underneath the barrel." I said, "Well, whatever, dude. I don't see you on there this week. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. I mean, you know." <laughs> Yeah, Howard. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. We do love him. I was just talking. Seriously, if he, if he calls in, don't let him on. Appreciate he it. can't. He doesn't call us. It's like he just he causes havoc after we're done. He doesn't. You know, he waits till the yeah, download. Doesn't come on to run the risk. Keith was sure. that he was going to give me hell too. So you know, of course. But I don't let Keith on. No, no, no. We'll leave him. So Randall, that. I'm sure Keith would agree. The fun bit to me about Daytona was always the Asian vendors who would come and bring, um, you know, question, uh, maybe possibly questionable stuff, whether it was shinglebacks or different knocktails oh and all that sort of stuff that was, you know, uh, pretty interesting that they would have those things. But that was always the fun bit. I remember uh, in that 0102 range, there was a vendor who had carved a Moloch. Well, you know, so it was like a wooden carved Moloch. But one of the guys who came with us, who works over at Lowry Park, was convinced that it was a live Moloch. And so we all go running over the table and, you know, just laughed at him. <laughs> As wood, man. As wood, no, it's not a Moloch. Yes, they were to be stuff brought in. You're, you're exactly right. I saw a lot of shinglebacks. I saw, but I remember when shinglebacks were legal here. I mean, but they were still smuggled out of Australia. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I knew a guy here in Little Rock. Actually, that had 3.3. Never got it. Wow. And he ended up trading them to some guy in Texas. This was maybe, oh gosh, 20 years ago. But those uh, that first time I ever saw and handled and fed shingleback skinks, and they were so freaking cool. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. unbelievable. And sun gazers. A lot of people bring a lot of sun yep. gazers. 
And I took yep, care yep. of a trio at the Luckin Zoo, and um, I never could get eggs out of them. And, and finally, someone bent sexed them, said all three of them were females. So that might be why. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, but, but they were just some gators are, are really cool with you too. Totally. Yeah. I kept a lot of bearded, I mean, beaded lizards and heels in my personal collection and at zoos, but. I, I don't, and I've had crocodile monitors. It's probably my favorite monitor that I've had in my personal collection. That's but awesome. I, I don't keep them, and I can remember they're they're so high dollar now. I mean, but I can remember yeah. when they were sure. seventy five, hundred, twenty five bucks a piece. Jesus, well, especially big ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and eat your lunch. I had a good friend that, that he said he tamed his, and <laughs> I was over at his house. He lived up in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. city. And he let it ride on his back. And he, it was in the summer. He had like a T-shirt on and shut off. <laughs> you know, he was riding oh on his shoulder. God. He just turned around and bit the snot out of his neck. Oh, God. I mean, so we, he had to go to the hospital. I think he had like 14 stitches on his neck going like from the bottom sure. of his ear down to his shoulder. Yeah. This, and this thing just this is why This is why I don't trust people when they're like, it's tame. Bull crap! It could just decide it wants to bite you today, it's, and it's then you're in trouble. Yeah, you're yes. right. It's still a wild animal. It's animate, you know. It, it's still a wild animal. Oh, I've tamed them. And especially get it in the sun. And rattlesnakes, and they'll yep. try to hand it to me. Here, you can hold it. It no. won't bite. I've, I've had it from a baby. It's never struck. Uh-uh. Today I, might be the day. I, no, I, I will <laughs> kill that damn thing. He dropped before I'm gonna stop his freaking head. I'm not oh, your rattlesnake or gaboon viper. I saw a guy at the Hamburg show in the hotel room. Mm. I walked in there and he had a big puff adder on the bed. <laughs> and we're all sitting around drinking beer. I walked in the room and they said, Look at this rattle. And this guy would pick it up and put it around his neck. Oh, God. And I said to the guy, I said, That's just stupid. You're asking for it. Yeah. Well, it's never yeah. bit me, but it didn't bite him then. I left. I turned around and left. I, I didn't even want to be in the room with those guys. <laughs> No, you don't. And I mean, this thing's like a four-foot pup out of the way, 25 pounds. It had probably fangs uh, about five feet long. I mean, good God. I mean, that thing was, would have killed everybody in the room. And, there I was mean, somebody, I think, last year that free-handed a Venomoid King Cobra at one of the shows. Um, oh, yeah. And it was like Venomoid and very questionable Venomoid. And they're like, it's never shown aggression. I'm like, King Cobra. And they were just free-handing it and passing it off to members of the public to hold and touch and pet. That's that's irresponsible. It's yes. going to be liable. It's just stupid. Just the, you don't know how, how good that, that venomoid venectomy was mm-hmm. done. You know, they're still going to produce venom and they still have smaller teeth. Yeah. If their glands their fangs are cut out, that's the sure. fangs will grow back, but they cut the venom glands out. They they, they duck them, you know, they sell yeah. them. But you get a little leakage or anything the animal yeah, venomous no. animals still naturally produce venom. It's their saliva, you know. I, I yeah. don't. I, 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 well, I never you miss any of that gland. It's coming back. They're smaller. They're crushed in, and mm-hmm. and there have been people. It's been documented several times that have been envenomated by venomoid snakes. Yes, I've heard that. And uh, happened up in Hamburg by, with a cane break years and years ago. Guy bought and. <laughs> He bought it the show, took it home. Oh, Hamburg. And he got tagged by it, and he had to go to the hospital and like five vials anavanine or whatever. And and he, he told the doctor, he told everybody, well, it was it sold to him as a venomoid. 
and there was pictures of it, and it was because you could see the stitching on the side, on the outside of the ocular stripe. Mm. And but it it was some backyard, you know, garage mechanic vet, you know, sure. tree vet that did it. So I wouldn't trust the Venomoid. No. I mean, no. There's no reason. What does that make your big? I mean, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, there's Viagra for that. I mean, good God. I mean, you know. <laughs> you know Ask hey, Eric's neighbor about that. I'm unimpressed with someone. Look, I can hold my monocle over and my king's over around my neck. Well, yeah. good, dude. I hope you got your life insurance policy all paid up or whatever. Oh my You're going to need it. Well, even just the size of the teeth on that crock monitor, it bites you in the neck. You're in – it might accidentally, like, nick something that will cause ever, you to Have you ever seen their teeth when their mouth yes. is wide open? Yes. Okay. You know how they fish hook back? Yes. That's because when they bite, everything goes back. They swallow. That's why when oh you pull God. away, that's what does the damage. It's like a fish hook turned sure. inverted. No. Sure. <laughs> just, just no. That's just not going to end good I mean, yeah, at all. It's just a big no. <laughs> well, I mean, there's somebody who famously it? still has nerve damage from 20 years later from getting bit by one. Oh, that sure. Is, you know, an important. Of course. Yeah. Well, their 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 left arm is is still numb. You know, because they, sure. they they got a cross monitor, and and those things will bite. They'll, they don't tame down. Oh my God! Uh, I don't know if you remember uh, a couple of years ago. I think Tom Crushfield got nailed by one pretty bad. Yes, his yes, his hand yeah. got tore apart. And um, yeah, I mean, it. Uh, he had to go to the hospital, and it was pretty bad. He had to stay about a week in the hospital. Plus, you get wow. the infection from the bite, and because sure. um, of the food you're feeding it, you know, you're feeding it, you know, carrion or you know, dead rats has been probably thawed out in the Florida sun for three days before, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bubbling with botulism and crap like that. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, you know, stuff worse than pimples on a teenager's face is coming out of that stuff, you know. I mean, it's, it's horrible stuff. And then you get bit and your arm swells up the size of your leg. I mean, you know. Yeah. Sure. You die, but, and, and people have died from that type of, you know, blood poisoning, so. From this, oh, totally. From this like Komodo dragons is another one. Yeah, it's no yeah. joke. Yeah, it is it, no it, joke. It's an animal that should be taken more serious, and you watch herp the culture, and you kind of wish that there's like a class of animals that I'm like, I wish people would take them a little bit more serious, like alligators, crocodiles, large monitor lizards, and any kind of venomous. It's like you kind of almost wish that oh, absolutely. I, I just agree take it more serious. Percent. Yeah. And but as you guys know, and I know you guys get on Facebook and other social media sites, you mm-hmm. do see these people who post that kind of stuff. Like, I want to get my first, you know, large, you know, Nile monitor, or mm-hmm. my first wild caught, you know, or a big, just a big green iguana can hurt you. You know that not only yeah. is their tail, they can slap your eyeball out of your skull, but I mean they can bite the snot out of you too at the same time. I mean, yeah. people get this kind of stuff, and and, and they don't know what. When it reacts on them, you know, the animal just flips out for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, they're at a loss. They don't know what to do. True. And then it really hurts them. <laughs> on, all they, all they want to they do is have the lizard. They got lots of likes, though, for it. Yeah, they, you know, you know, they, they got lots of likes. On Facebook, so. that, that and it walks on a harness. They're holding their, their cobra or rattlesnake. Yeah. I saw a guy today. Yeah. I blocked him today because he sent me pictures of him holding a prairie rattlesnake. Oh, he goes, God. Well, I said, why? I said, why? I just want to. Why do you do that? What do you gain yeah, from that? No. 
Just because, no. listen, here's what I always tell people before you handle venomous. Just because you can, why would you? I mean, just because you can do that. Do you understand yeah. that? Yeah. So there's going to be that one true. time when that thing's going to envenomate you. Yeah. You're playing with fire, you know. And you're playing with fire. Eventually, you're going to get burned. You're right. Wasn't yeah. there a kid? Wasn't there a kid? He was like he would do like live video. I think this was a couple years ago, and I don't know. I think he had a sidewinder or something. And everybody oh, kept telling him like, "Stop handling it! Stop handling! It. You're going to get bit." And he was doing some kind that, of yeah. live stream, and he it got nailed. Yes. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Man. Time. Man. And uh, yeah, you're right. And, and that, that video was all over, you know, everywhere. I mean, and when he got tagged. But yeah, it, just because you can, I mean, why would you? Why should you? I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get that. Part. I mean, I, I guess the, the part that I, I would have a, you know, not in this social media context, but just generally, is if you do, you know, from your venomous experience, if if you do get into, you know, I know the Aussies, right? They, it's a, just a different approach to handling snakes based on the physiology of the snakes they're dealing with. So do you feel any differently yeah. about that? So ignore the social media stuff where this isn't pictures, it's not videos, it's not any of that. It's just saying like functionally to deal with this king brown versus dealing with a prairie rattlesnake. Is it necessarily to best serve that animal you have to engage it differently? Whether it be tools, handling, all those different things? I guess it could, but, but I, a lot of those people, if, if they're, if they're, if when they do that, not if they're doing, but when they do that, I, I, I think it's a, a more of a behavioral thing to see how they, how the animal actually reacts, I and mean, that's what I get out of it, um, <clears throat> because different uh, species of venomous snakes versus the you know, crotalids and the lapids are, they behave different and they, uh, they show different characteristics. Um, you, you know when a, a venomous snake, if you're experienced by their behavior, you know when they're asleep. You know when you can hook them, and if they're coiled, you try to hook them in the middle and lift them up gently and 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 move them pretty quickly before they wake up. But when they're awake and and and, and they can be there are certain animals that can be a live wire, where a king brown sure. is going to react. Well, they're so intelligent and they're always moving. They're like a dry mark on. You know, they they are are you know colubra constrictor, black snakes. You know, sure. that kind of stuff. Because they're or poach whips. But you have a rattlesnakes and stuff, and you have gaboons and rhinos and stuff that they stay in a more resting position and they're lethargic. Mm-hmm. Um, they come out to you their hunting site things. and they coil sure. and they sit there for hours and hours. Right. Uh, sure. They're they're mellow, but when you but people want to you know look at the behavior. I think difference of them and um, and. See how the you know how the what what ticks them off, brother. Is what I'm trying to say. Now, that's what I get out of them when you said that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm just saying, you know, and obviously the social media stuff. There's a clear reason for that, and I'm against that. But I'm just, you know, I'm always just trying to clarify right. if there are exceptions and things, and saying like, what well, you if you're keep? dealing with some, it doesn't always work best, you know. What do you guys personally keep? I mean, carpet pythons, um, um, Marilia. I mean, I, mean. Uh, I got a bunch of carpet pythons and other python species, and then some uh, colubrids and stuff like that. So it's carpets, oh, cool. rough scales, so olive pythons, timors, like that. And yeah, I got jungles, jungles coastal. Or do you have diamond pythons? Or I do not. I'm not I good do. with diamonds. 
He does. <laughs> I yeah, do I have them. Are they so. pure diamonds? Yep. His are. They're nice, okay. too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I love them. I could never afford them. I mean, I always loved them. <laughs> yeah. If I stuck with the cheaper venomous stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But yep. I couldn't My dad... afford, like, these great, you know, yellow, I mean, or emerald tree boas, you know. I've had emerald, but I never could I never could afford the Amazon Basin. But we had so many yeah. of them come into the shop, but I just couldn't afford them, you know. Yeah. And I just got regular, like, Bioc, you know, Chondros or – you know, a rue, you know, chondra pythons that I kept and, and bred in my own personal collection, but, um, <laughs> you know, and, and emerald tree bows, but not Amazons and not all the, not diamonds, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I have West Indian boas and Solomon Island tree boas, and uh, you actually came Ooh, and checked oh, out. I love it, uh, yeah, right? And then, uh, yeah, so Puerto Ricans and Jamaicans and stuff, and then the Solomons, and it's, uh, Tinley a couple of years ago, you were you were checking out my uh Rinchofus. Who was? You were. <laughs> I've never been to Tinley. Oh. What? Where the hell were we going? Uh, yeah. No, weren't you no, like two or three years ago? No. I no, I've never been to I've been to Chicago, but I've never been to Tinley show. I always go to the Arlington in there, you know, that, that okay. Bob and, and Brian do. I don't I don't do this. I haven't and I'm, I'm going to try to go. I think it's in October, isn't it, this year? Yeah, it's yeah, always like, October. Yeah. You might have seen oh, me okay. at well, Daytona. Or... Well, certainly I saw you at Daytona. I don't – but, no, I was thinking I was thinking we'd seen you a couple of years ago. But, yeah, French Office and um, yeah, that's mostly it, you know, the West Indian stuff and the Solomons and, and those Vietnamese long I love the yeah. I, I, I love all the I love all the epicuries. And I guess they're now, what, chill a breakfast now or whatever. Um, right back uh, to yeah yeah yeah. I mean I I, you know, I, I still call chondra python you know instead of morelia you know I mean you know for the green tree <laughs> pythons you know I, I'm I'm still a con I mean it's just old school I mean you know it's, it's I do it, it names taxonomy uh, changes like every yeah. five years it seems like not <laughs> even five, five like every month yeah the opus, you know I, I breed Louisiana pine snakes you know the Ruth and I. And sure. um, that's the only Pythiopus I have. And um, you know, I, what what line are those snakes? They're wild caught out of Rapides Parish. Right on. Cool. Louisiana. Yeah. Very cool. And how did you um, come into that project? When I worked at Ellen Trout Zoo, I was on the SSP program with Steve Reichland at the Memphis Zoo, the Louisiana Pine Snake. And we had collecting permits, and I worked there, and I was gifted some babies from Rapides Parish. And these things, well, I, the female died last year. The male is 17 mm. years old, and I, I still got him. And um, I bred her at least six times. And my last uh, babies were 2017, two years ago, and a guy in Little Rock uh, bought the rest of them from me. I read them. Wow. And um, so it's, it's, they're not protected here in Arkansas. They're protected in Texas and Louisiana, of course. Okay. And, sure. um, and that's funny because I was at a, a San Antonio show like th- two years ago, and a guy has some on his table. And I said – He's a rooster, and I he goes, yeah. I said, dude, I, I 
I'd put them under the table. You can't sell them. The guy didn't believe me, so he went and talked to the promoter. The promoter said, I'm oh, freaked Lord. out. to get them out of the show. Take them to your hotel room. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> the table's not even good enough, everything. man. Oh, my God. So this guy came out of Ohio. I'm not going to say who, but he was a vendor out of Ohio. <laughs> okay. But Jesus. But you could probably put two and two together. You're probably. Sure. Was it someone <laughs> who already had some issues with that? Maybe some uh, turtle? <laughs> That was that was a Daytona thing, right? That what was that? Oh two or oh three? Yeah, that was fun. Oh three or oh four, yeah. God. Okay. Yeah, that was. I remember that. Oh yeah. Yeah, you remember. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh lord. But I didn't have anything to do with it. No, that's. Okay. Yeah, but you know, I, well, I, so I, you, like, you guys work with a lot of different species, you know, like of carpets. They're beautiful snakes. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, and um, you know, the, the hobby is expanding to, to a lot of different species. You, you know, what I mean, you're back then, back in the old days when I was doing it, you know, you only had like a green tree python or that. You know, we didn't we didn't know about the Cuban boas back then, you know, or the mm-hmm. antiquities, you know, and and then Solomon Island boas and uh, all that stuff until that started trickling in, you know, from Indonesia and stuff. I mean, we didn't know, you know, about sunbeam snakes or, you know, <laughs> sure. everything back then in Africa was like gaboons or, or, yeah. or black neck spitting cobras that came out of there or whatever. And then out of India and Asia, you know, you had the monocle cobras out of, you know, uh, I used to get shipments out of uh, Thailand all the time. And to be monocle cobras and stuff, and uh, but that was the common stuff. And then we started seeing some boas and stuff trickle in from Indonesia, and um, back in at from Australia before Australia shut down. Australia shut down, so you know, <laughs> look, you got, look at all the different species of carpet pythons now, and just all you know, the Indonesian sure. stuff. Sure. And the African, you know, colubrids and stuff, and and you know, then you got all this weird, you know, you got all the keelbacks, and then you got all the gonosomas, you know, the rat snakes from over there, and yeah, you mm. know, back then, the kind of cool stuff. I was, yeah, I mean, we we didn't have that, but, it, but it's, you know, I'm sure you guys got the carpet python books. You look at the different, you know, mm-hmm. species and stuff, but but back in my day, I mean, we didn't have that. I mean. So it has grown. Sure, it was, that's plants. a red carpet python. Yeah, the brittle. <laughs> I remember. Uh, yeah, before they were described, right? Some one of the guys who used to work at Denver and had come from San Diego said, "Yeah, I remember seeing those in the '70s, and they were just red carpet pythons." You know, yeah, they were brittles. They were. They were calling brittles now. Yeah, but back then we didn't know. I mean, I saw them. Hmm. Well, that's just a neat looking carpet python. It, it was like brick red, you know. Right. Yeah. But it was nothing. It was nothing special to us. I mean, it didn't mean anything until I guess it was, you know, uh, taxonomically classified and stuff. And then right. when they started yeah, the locality, or something, something like that. Yeah. Right. And then you got the locality of it, and then that that also it, it jacked the price up, and it, and it made it more, more <laughs> rare. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know. You know you what know, fascinates me I about love carpet pythons? I do. About back, yeah, me. Well, I, I obviously I do, yeah, for sure. But you know They're what fascinates right. me about back then is like, you know, you have a new species come in. There's no real book on how to take care of it, and yet somehow, 
you know, for lack, uh, you know, whether you want to call them the forefathers or whatever, however you want to phrase it, like you guys sort of figured it out how to keep Trial these things, not only alive, right? But like, and I think like new herpers coming into the hobby now sort of take that stuff for granted, um, in my opinion. You're you know? right. We, we lost a lot of snakes. I, I killed them inadvertently, you know. We didn't sure, know what they sure. ate. And we would look it up, and we didn't have internet, so we'd look it up in books. Okay, they lived in a, a like a, a dismal swamp area. So what kind of food items in there? Well, you got, oh, frogs <laughs> or fish. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right. let's try that. Well, we would always, like, throw mice in there. And we throwed live mice or rats in there, and the, and the snake wasn't hungry if it was blue or if it didn't feel good or, sick or whatever. <laughs> you know, mouse will kill yeah. a snake. You know that. Right. Sure. Right. That will kill a snake. You know, bite a hole right in his freaking brain and kill that snake. I mean, but um, we didn't know, and so we, yeah, we. It was all by trial and error until we hit on hit upon something. I didn't learn, you know, when I was getting boiga, and I used to breed a lot of boiga, Jimisinka and Dendropola. And uh-huh. uh, yeah. Cyanea, I, I didn't know what babies – I'd get wild-caught females in, and they'd lay eggs, and I'd hatch them, but I, and I'd try everything, day-old pinkies, rat pups, you name it. And then, oh, well, they're mainly bird eaters as adults. Well, they can't eat birds, you know. I'm thinking of the baby, you're right. I mean, I could go buy a baby quail, and the baby quail would kill it, you know. So right. I would Then I, I would think. Ah, Campbell's chicken broth. Dip that pinky in there, send it, boom. Or send it with a, a like an uh, acris, you know, a squirrel tree frog or something. Yeah. You know, sure. they, they, they live on these reeds that overhang the banks of the creeks and the sloughs that the, 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 the adults are found in. So the babies must be eating frogs or something like that. And you did it by trial and error, and then I'd hit on something. And like you did with baby bowfrogs, um, they wouldn't eat day-old pinkies. Then I learned to use like a mild detergent like a Dawn dishwasher and, and, and wash all the rodent scent off I could. And then I'd have like a Knolls or brown skinks yeah. or broad-headed skinks, and I would scent them with that and get that lizard smell on them, and they eat it. And then I'd eventually – I'd do that two or three or four or five feedings, and then I'd eventually scent it a little bit less, a little bit less, until then, then they start taking whole you know rodents unscented. Yeah. So you got to try those tricks, like dipping chicken broth. You know, um, they 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 smell that you know uh, that bird you know and said or a lizard. I got mud snakes to eat in, in captivity, really? uh, amphiuma, But I got them to eat. I would catch an amphium and I'd freeze it and I'd cut it up to the size of sausages and I'd fly out a piece and I would put live rat pups and let them sit in there for like an hour or two and just roll around that slime. You know, yeah. an mm-hmm. and then I yeah, sure. the I would put the the the, the rat pups in a, a large water bowl without, without any water and put it in the cage and leave it overnight. And the next morning I come in, the mud snake would wipe out all those rodents. And somebody awesome. did a paper years ago on the snakes that I got eating at the Ellen Trout Zoo that um and he had a video crew come in and and and, and film them, you know, eating uh you know rat pups. Sure. You know, they don't eat rats. You know, of course they don't. They eat <laughs> you know, sirens and the leopard sure. frogs and baby bullfrogs and wow, but I got them over on rat pups by doing that. So we did this all by trial and error. But today's kids you know, I mean kids, you know what I mean. But today <laughs> yeah. the newcomers 
Um, yep. they, they have you know this wonderful thing called the internet, and they but, and they listen to shows like you guys. You know, but they also want to be spoon fed. You know, they want right, the, yeah. the, that's not good enough. Yeah, they want yeah, right. to they want to go up there and be, oh help, my snake has a hole in its brain. What do I do? Take it to a vet. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, yeah. Can I just bump the heat? It's no. Sorry. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, there's all that kind of stuff. It's Oh, there was it, a that's... girl posted the other day on my page. I took it off. Mm. It said and they call me Mr. Barry. He said I bought this ball python at PetSmart and mm. It ate for me once, and it hasn't eaten in, in, in three days. I said, how long have you had it? I said, well, I've had it for a week, and, and won't eat anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've had ball pythons go at five or six Eight, months without months. adults going all food. Yeah. You know, and Leave it alone. But she was freaking out, and she kept saying, you got to help me. You know, and It was a friend of my mom's daughter, you know, blah, 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 and they gave, they gave me the contact information and, and, and contact me. I said, just leave the snake alone. I said, if she go, I bought a heat rock. I said, take it. Oh rock, God! Plug it and go outside and throw it as far as you can. Burn it. it. Just burn it. Or the Arkansas River. You you live on the damn river. Get get oh get rid God. of a friggin' heat rock and get rid of that ninety degree spotlight on that python and give it a hide box and do this and and listen. They can go weeks, months without eating, and don't ever contact me again. Boom. <laughs> He, I, can't I can't believe, believe they, they still, still sell heat sell rocks. Heat rocks. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't it be better I just to set that. the damn python on fire? I mean, I just, whatever. Who wants that damn electric cord in there anyway? You know, you get it wet or something, you know, right. spray it. And oh, my out. God. But, I, I, but you got to see heat rocks. You know that. I mean, you know. But they still sell them. Yeah. I mean, but, but of course they, they sell do. that 10-gallon thing with the heat rock and cocoa bark, you know, you know mulch, you know, the, the dried up. Yeah, one of the ninety-nine dollar, you know, normal ball python, royal python. So, uh, and then they will do oh, the frozen that. food. Yeah, so, the the I mean, ten dollar mouse. Yeah, the ten dollar frozen <laughs> single mouse. You know, yeah, they only, if they have live ones there at PetSmart, I know here at Little Rock one, they all have the same sex. Like all, they're either all males or all females. Because they don't want to sell you a pair because they know you'll breed them and you won't be coming back and buying from them anymore, right? Sure. Right. Uh, ours won't even That's sell you do. live. Our, our pet oh, smart PA, they will not sell live if they know you're going to go home and feed it. Yeah. Those are you can those have are a, the adoption paperwork, right? You yes. can have a crocodilian in oh, your yeah, bathtub, yeah. a king cobra oh in God. your back room, you but like God you. forbid. Oh, I want a pet mouse. Yeah, but it takes forever. What happened to your pet mouse? Well, he died. I need another yeah, pet mouse. Dead. Need another one. <laughs> and they're every week. I'm feeding the bastard to a, oh, a yeah. people spitting cobra. Give me another <laughs> one or whatever, you know. Right. But I do know they sell the same sex because I've seen them. You know, they got them in a the yeah. big thing, and they're, they're all males or all females. And the, the manager told me, you know, a couple of years ago, said, yeah, we don't want people buying pairs because we'll, they'll start, they'll figure out how to breed them. Even newcomers can breed mice. Come on. You right. figure it out. You put the well, boy in with that, the girl. If you've got, <laughs> put the boy in the girl. Mix. Leave them alone. Feed them. Give them a little water bottle with a little ball tip on it. They're good. Done. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Boom. That, so, if you I have mean, that you know, mixed group of mice, too, you're going to have problems, you know, too, admittedly. Yeah. You know. Right. If you've got multiple males and, and females in there, you're going to have issues with that group. You know. You can have a bunch of males together as long as there's no females. But. As long as they're Let's the rip each other. Yeah. 
Oh, I breed my yeah. mice here. I mean, I have for many years. I mean, yeah. I don't breed rats <laughs> anymore, but I have a, a supplier here that I can get frozen rats, you know, what I want. I mean, mm-hmm. a couple miles from my house, a guy breeds a lot of them. So, um, but I, I only feed rat to some of the rattlesnakes I have in that, that male 50 up with Spookanax. So, but I got right you know, I got them stocked in my freezer. So, but I, I, I do have my, so I am expecting some babies any day now from some uh, Trimeroceros Aberlabors. <laughs> and, uh, nice. So I mean, they, they, I thought they had a drop yesterday. I, I could have swore she was ready to drop. And I kind of want to set up a camera on it and catch it. You know, they're live bears, and right. um, yeah, just to catch That'd it. Cool. I, I've caught it before, but I never recorded it. You know, I happened to just by luck walk in there, and she's sure. dropping babies. And it's so cool when they break out of that embryonic sac, yep. you know, and take their first yep. breath and they open their mouth, and you can see their fangs. <laughs> and you know, yeah, and, and they totally. go back. They're only three inches long. You know. They're cool. Sure. It's cool That's to really watch cool. that. I'd like to set up a video camera and on, on a timer. That would be cool. Okay, you guys there? Definitely. I had to plug my, to you, plug my phone back in. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry. No, I walked you, away on uh, your feet. <laughs> Speaking of Daytona so, stuff, know, have I, you, I've got some stuff ready to come out pretty soon, and I hope to have maybe next spring – uh, tricolor hog nose, and um, oh, I, I've got a, a gravid, um, a multi het, um, western diamondback that I bred with a, a red male, and la- and she may throw some purple rattlesnakes. I mean, seriously, purple, and <laughs> um, a mixture of some, uh, you know, amelanistics and uh. You never know with the, the multi-head, but I never tried right. it with a, a, a red male that I caught on the New Mexico border, and uh, it looks like a ruber, but it's an atrox. But yeah. um, so she ought to drop. I mean, she looks like she's ready to explode, so she ought to drop. <laughs> in, usually, it's about the first week of August when they drop. Uh, you guys awesome. getting any fronts coming through? Yeah. Are you there? Can you help with that? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah we got yeah. you. Yeah. I heard a click, a loud click. Or something. That's probably okay. that happened. Like, Don't worry table. about it. No, no, <laughs> no. Oh, connection. Okay. That is yeah. not me. You know, God. Has so? Are you getting any storm fronts coming through? That always seems to. Uh, I don't know. We at least pretend does. that makes a difference. We've had so much rain here in Little Rock the last couple of days. You know, of course, we got it from the, the outer bands from uh, mm. Hurricane Barry. Not not to be right. confused with Randall Barry, but I mean, um, <laughs> you know, also known as Hurricane had, Barry. Okay. So much rain. We've had so much rain. I do want to give a shout out to uh, to a couple of people. Of course, the Graham Battison, You know, um, I love the death, and you guys know Graham. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, great guy. You, you probably know Ryan Runley. I don't know if you do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, I was going to say you shouldn't, guy. but it's too late. Oh, okay. We'll forget about him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, guy, we went snake hunting last week. He said he saw a mythical uh, Texas black rat snake. I mean, a black rat snake that I never saw, and I was five feet from him. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we were flipping ten and stuff, and uh, out uh, about ten miles out 
outside of Little Rock towards uh, Pinnacle Mountain. Uh, we saw a lot of lizards, a lot of frogs and turtles, no snakes. But it's, it's, it's getting hot here. It's getting in the mid-90s. It got up to like 98 the other day. Uh, but we are having rain. But Bobby Neal and I, uh, he's a grad student from Arkansas State University. We've been working on a, a project we're calling Arkansas Lampayumas. And we're okay. going to this ditch up in Lone Oak, Arkansas. It's about an hour drive from here. And we, we leave about 9 at night. We found out when they're active, about 10.30 till 12.30, the amphiumas come out. You can see them in their, in their holes in the mud banks with their heads sticking out, but they finally get out and expose themselves. We've gotten some big ones, some three-footers. You know, they're, they're, the United States, they're the largest salamander in the United States, and uh, they can just tear up a rat. I, I fed them rats, frozen rats, thawed out. Uh, they have massive razor-sharp teeth. We net them. Okay. And uh, they're a lot of fun. And so we've been surveying them when they're active uh-huh. and uh, when they're going to start laying eggs. And they usually lay eggs in uh, crawdad holes and stuff. And it's neat because you see broad-banded water snakes, yellow-bellied water snakes, uh, diamondback water snakes, mud snakes, uh, rough green snakes, uh, copperheads, and a zillion cottonmouths. I mean, we see 15 hmm. cottonmouths a night. We almost step on them. I mean, we just move them out of the way with our hook and move them off the road get them away from us so we're right. walking the dishes alongside the road and we hunt for we hunt till about two thirty, three o'clock in the morning we get start about 10 and at night and then hunt and we uh we, we've been pit tagging them also uh the amphiuma and 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 sexing them um they're, they're kind of hard to sex because they're they're so slimy <laughs> you have to use a towel to hold on a towel to hold on to them because okay. uh, i don't know if you guys are familiar with amphiumas but um, we've been working yeah. with this. He's, he's been writing a paper about it, and um, you know, for the university and, and uh, to get it published, and that has been That's a lot so of cool. fun. We've been doing that for the last two months, and we're we're going to try to go out um, next Friday night, I think. That's and cool. that is a lot of fun. And I'm not a big amphibian guy, but I tell you what, it is a lot of fun, and um, it's it's fun to you just laugh when you're catching them. Because they'll just slip right through your hand when you know you have it. You get caught and you go, I got it. You turn around, I mean, in the blink of an eye, it's gone. <laughs> so, you know, so but it, it, it's just a lot of fun. And there's a video up on my on my Facebook page of us of, of, of about a week ago doing it. And uh, you have to uh, trick them because you're in water you're about three foot deep, two and a half, three foot deep. And it's clear. You can see them, but. If you put the net in front of them uh, and you got to trick them, you got to like touch them on the tail, but they'll turn on you and try to bite you. But you try to chase them into the net, <laughs> and you can't. And, and if you push your way on your net, you're going to lose them every time. They'll crawl right out. So you got to like drag them to you. You got to trick them. We learned that because you you can you can catch fifty of them in a night, thirty and thirty to fifty in a night, but. You'll lose the first thirty if you if you, right. if you push Figuring them out how to do it. Try to you got to <laughs> trick them because they're smart and they're cool. That is awesome. And there's a million frogs and and stuff. I mean, I, I damn near had a heart attack the other night. I I, I accidentally stepped on a bullfrog the size of a freaking softball and it <laughs> up and, I, 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 and my my headlight went off, you know, and I felt something on me. <laughs> you know, it just it, oh just, it scared God. me. Well, yeah, it, unexpected bullfrog. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. Unexpected. I mean, it. And, and, and yeah. I step on it, 
and it jumps straight up like in my face, and, and you know, I'm like, what, what, what is this? You know, you're gonna <laughs> this big or something just grab me or something. I, you know. Oh my god. And, you know, that's a lot. And doing all the documentation, and like I said, we're doing the tags. We can come back and recatch them and scan them, just like going through Walmart or Kroger. You know, grocery store, you know, self-checkout, beep, beep, yeah. you know, and you can see if they moved, how far they moved downstream, you know, yeah. they move a quarter of a mile, eight mile, or they still in that same area. So uh, we're just doing catch and release you know, and tagging them. That's right. Cool. So, I, I mean, I mean, it, it, I know it's not a python or really a snake thing, but it, no, it, but it, it's, it's still a cool. cool project. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. are you, are you going to get involved in some more of these kind of projects as you – Set up yeah, the I, reptile I would like gardens. To. I, I really would. I'd like to yeah. go down to Mexico and, and do the vampire bats. Um, I work with yeah. vampire bats for about ten years every day, and wow. um, I, I love vampire bats. And they are um, cool and creepy. I, I know they're 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 doing that. Yeah, I mean they're very personable. They they I had a, a dominant male that would lay, land on my shoulder when I went to the exhibit and just chatter with me and chirp all the time <laughs> and, and hang out with me. And you know you walk in there's fifty or sixty. Vampire bats are hitting your face. Just, they don't bite you. They will, but I mean, they just try to get sure. away. You have to go there and change their food and give their blood to them, and then that's so cool. You know, I get the blood <laughs> from the packing house, and but I, I love vampire bats, and um, that was part of my area at the zoo, in the reptile house was the vampire bat cave. So I, mean, I know cool they're doing studies though. now, and uh, Brian uh, Greg Fry is doing some stuff in Mexico. On their saliva, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it is an anticoagulant. And I have them bit a few times, and you bleed. I mean, it, 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 you know, <laughs> they have an anticoagulant, and then they coagulate when you lick it, and it stops the bleeding almost instantly. So, I mean, that's a, it, the, the, I'd like to do the radio telemetry thing down there if they do it in Mexico, and, um, and then, you know, use the mist nets to recatch them and see where they've been. That's cool. I like that idea. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't have to be a reptile or a snake. It can still be an animal. No, cool you like, thing. You yeah. like animals. You know, you like animals, basically. Yeah. I mean, and maybe one that doesn't you bleed have, you dry. You guys have dogs or cats? Uh, I have a dog, dogs. and you know, and you know, Eric has gerbils that like to pass his dogs. <laughs> I mean, like you know, <laughs> I, I have a Listen dog. You. Eric has Eric has dust bunnies. Yeah, Eric has dust bunnies. So. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying. If you, most reptile people have other animals. You know, that's what I mean. I mean, yeah, a oh, yeah. dog or a cat or a goat. <laughs> dog is sometimes more annoying than snakes. You know, I was yeah. mowing the lawn today. I sure wish Don't I had work. a goat today yeah. so I could have. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly, just let them loose. Yeah, at least yeah. Like a goat. Yeah, it'll take care of it. Yeah, my wife and I used to do that where I lived in Texas. We had goats, but it was a, a big fence in yard, and they, they, they were nature's lawnmowers. I love them. <laughs> Seriously, that's cool. I got a. So I Randall, have you ever? Oh, go ahead. Have you ever worked with Parviocula? Many of them. Not many. About seventeen. I had the first ones that came out of Ethiopia that were brought in by a guy out of Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say who, but right. you wouldn't know who who it was anyway. Yeah. But. Um, and then, you know, Hank Molt brought in, and I had 17 of them here at my house. 
Uh, I only worked with them for about, and they weren't mine. I would just hold them until we dispersed them, and I had them for about a year. Uh, this is, mm, uh, they're neat. Uh-huh. Uh, they're just like baboons and rhinos. Very, very neat. Cooler, cooler weather or no? Cooler temps? No, I, I kept them about 78, 80, just like that. I, I, okay. I, the cooler things that I've, I've kept, well, I caught, you know, I kept Mangshangs. Well, I got the first sure. Mangshang vipers that came in. And, of course, I've bred Bushmasters here. Um, That's cool. Uh, those are the, the two, you know, heavy body, the largest, you know, keel scale right. egg laying pit vipers. Uh, that's sure. that's a true convergent evolution between the Mangshing viper and, and, and <laughs> yeah. the pieces. Uh, yeah, uh, they both like it cold. Uh, I did an experiment with Mangshing. Mine would eat grass at forty-five degrees. You got to remember that on Mount Mang, and <laughs> they're in China. They come. Sure. They're like bowling pythons. They'll come out and, and bask in the sun, like. But it gets it gets cold and cool it, it, late in the afternoon and at night. They go back in, you know. Uh, yeah. I did an experiment with a couple of them, and they would eat rat and bang it off tongs. You know, bang. You know, we're talking four or five footers at forty-five degrees and digest it. Jesus! And, wow. And, wow! And I would feed my bushmasters at at, at 50, fifty-five, and people will kill them because they keep them eighty, eighty-five. You know, well, in Costa Rica and Suriname, where they're found, they. Uh, they they live on the side of a mountain, high elevation. When you get the high elevation, you're going to get cooler temps, you know, right? And stuff. So they, yeah. they just come out and, and bask. You know, they get a, a hunting spot where they coil and wait for a rat or anything to come by and eat. And then they go back in because they'll go a month or so without eating. But it gets cool there in the cloud forest, you know, in South America. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the, the, the Mangshang vipers on Mount Mang. So. I had people who would say, oh, I bought a Bushmaster, and, I'm, and it's not eating. It ate, you know, but now it's not eating. That's what's your temp? Oh, 80, 85. Dude, turn it down to <laughs> 70. I mean, that's their high temperature of the day. If you Google, you know, like where they're, they're found in Suriname or or in Costa Rica, look at, you know, the temperature ranges. You know, you, you get a printout for the whole year of the high and low is and, and, the, and, the, and the hourly temp, you know, the average. Yeah, and they're, they're found in, in, in rainforest and cloud forest, you know. So it's cooler. You got all that trees and shade, so it's not letting the sun in, you know. And if there's no sun in there, it's not heating up. Mm-hmm. So totally, but yeah, yeah. Parviacula are pretty cool. I mean, they're neat. They're 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 nice. You know, that got shut down there. <laughs> so that guy got yeah. And it's a long story. And the guy got busted. Uh, well, thanks, Thomas Price. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you, you Google Thomas Price sometime. You can find out the whole. You story. You read there. the story. Got it. <laughs> so but that's where. Well, they, those in the. Uh, mine. The Euromaster, the Princess and stuff too. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, Thomas is a jerk. He's a push. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good. There you go. Good to know. <laughs> I've but, told oh, him to his face gosh. before. I've, I've seen him. I've told him to his face. I mean, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, it, it, like you said earlier, some one one person can ruin it for everybody. Um, but You're right. Do you, do you kind or of in this like... case, facilitate the whole thing and then ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> there are some parbioculars still here in the United States in private collections, and I do know several people that have them. But uh, they want yeah, to keep them on, so. on the QT, and I don't blame them. I mean, it, it's not yeah, that they're true. illegal. They just don't want 
once they're already in the country, it's a whole not, different thing. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's not a smuggled animal. It's, it's only when it's, you're you're caught during transit. You know what I mean? Or yeah. You're picking up the airport, or you're shipping it without sighting papers or whatever. Then you get busted. But once they're already landed and they're in a private collection, they're not illegal anymore. Okay. You yeah, it just I mean? becomes a question of. Yeah, you just get into yeah. semantics about documentation it, 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 and stuff. That you can tell it's captive but it's born. Very different. A guy from U.S. Fish and Wildlife, he's not going to know if it's captive born or if it's wild caught, unless you take the ticks off of it. You know? Well, that, yeah, <laughs> like you know, it depends on when he sees it. Yeah. So. Or if the rattle has <laughs> nail, easy, uh, nail polish on it, right? Right. Right. The field oh, study yeah. nail oh, polish. That was, <laughs> that was a good Hank Mole thing back in uh, South Carolina yeah. a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. He had nail polish on the rattlesnakes, rattles, you know. Yeah, um, I know. Massive saugas, and and they and they oh. took them to shows and sold them. They were busted. And the guy was transporting them, you know. So. Yeah, because well, he didn't didn't realize why they were. I mean, and he, why they he were the way they were. Normal markings on it, but it was fish and wildlife. They were marking <laughs> the rattles oh, gosh. with fingernail polish. <laughs> I thought they were wildlife or something. I don't know. I don't remember. Or price eye or something. I don't remember. But, they, they, yeah, you, something you're right. Like they that. were price eye. They were. They were Carlos price eye. You're exactly right. And I remember that whole thing. I saw, I, I saw pictures of them. I, mean, I knew both the guys on that whole deal. I knew them uh-huh. fairly well. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I mean, I know them personally. But yeah, it was price eye. And it was. Uh, but it was like so stupid. How could you not notice <laughs> yeah. that? Right. What made you think put, that was? You, put, remember, <laughs> you know the the I don't ever go to that website fauna whatever. Yeah, I fauna class yeah. years. Yeah, fauna, fauna class five. He was posting pictures mm. and selling them, and people were saying, "What's that on the rattle? Some more fingernail polish?" <laughs> he goes, "No, man, that's the way I found them." <laughs> oh yeah. <sighs> Seriously, the guy was that stupid. I mean, you know. Yeah. And they got popped. You know. Of course. You know. I mean, that's that just kind of feels like they eventually will catch up with you. I mean, you're going to get away with they it for do. a while, but eventually something will happen. You're right. Yeah. Something or someone will tell someone. If you tell someone, you know, something and you say it's a secret, it's no longer a secret. Because if yep. they get pissed off at you <laughs> or whatever, they, they can rat you out. You know what I mean? Sure. Oh, and you've, you've uh, drawn Owen, a big box around it. Owen's got. Sure. This and he shouldn't have it, you know. Whatever. So he pissed me off on the radio show the other night, you know. <laughs> that happens regularly. So every know, week, yeah. Yeah, that, every week. That, 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 I mean, oh, da- I'm in great. I'm in danger of Eric revealing all my horrible secrets every Tuesday night around midnight. You know, he's getting ready to just let everybody know what I have over here. So you know. Oh man, you, you have to pay him <laughs> off, I guess, huh? I do. I, I constantly. <laughs> It it just automatically comes out of my checking account at <laughs> yeah, the end of the night. Saying. Yeah, Eric's just automa- it, it, You direct deposit. You set it up that way. Yeah, it, it's deposit. the best way. Yeah, it's really the best way for it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's you guys the thing. got a good show. I listen to it. It's funny. It's it's thank good. you. We, we, we ask, you ask good questions and stuff. It's entertaining. We, but everybody, I got some PMs from people today. They said you're going to be brutal to me, and you guys. Oh. Have been nice. <laughs> I mean, where do we get that reputation? Unless it was yeah, Howard. Yeah, I don't think it's ever brutal, means, really. I mean, well, yeah, I, Howard. I'll be brutal to Howard Redding because Howard Redding is brutal back. He's been texting me um, the entire time saying that he feels the love tonight. So, you know, I will deal oh, with him there. 
So, you know, I, I like, like how that. He's okay as long as he stays where he's at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's about right. Um, but I wanted to get into, I guess, I, we've been talking a lot about your venomous stuff, but I wanted to get into the, your, your your crocodilian stuff. You know, I, I want to talk about, you know, all the all the crazy things you got in the back pond, as well as some of the experiences you've had with the crocodiles and stuff. I, I've worked crocodiles since, as an alligator since, like, 1987. Okay. Um, at the Ellen Trout Zoo, we had mugger crocodiles. We had Siamensis, you know, Siamese crocodiles. We had mm-hmm. a Buddhist, and, uh, you know, we had Pelustrous. We had Cuban crocodiles. We had American Jeez. crocodiles, you know, Tutus. Uh And we had saltwater crocodiles, Porosis. Um, I got a lot of wonderful experiences. I, I've had some, a couple experiences where I, I had been bit on the mm-hmm. back of my leg by um, a, a, a five-and-a-half-foot uh, saltwater crocodile, and um, it hurt, and it bled, and uh, I got a few stitches from it as I was climbing out of the exhibit. It just charged me, and it scared me. It makes your heart, you know, beat real fast, and it hurts, and I cried. <laughs> and uh, it took me to the emergency room. And uh, first thing you say is it hurts. It's like I, 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 love cro- I, I, I love crocodilians. Yeah, I, I've called a lot of alligators back back in Florida. We had a place in on Homosassa River. In Homosassa, mm-hmm. Florida, and um, I, I, I used to net. Uh, you go out at night, and you eye shine. You know, you, to, you eye shine them. You see the red eyes, and, uh, and we net them. And we used to catch a lot of alligators. Uh, my grandparents, my, my mom's parents, and my grandparents, my mom's side, they lived in Fort Myers, and, and we had American crocodiles there. And we would net in the canals. That's so cool. And, um, We'd keep them, you know, for a day or two and just take them back and release them. They'd be a foot, foot and a half long. And, I, yeah. you know, when I was a kid, and, but when I worked at the zoos, I, my main thing was venomous reptiles. And that's what I got hired for, in my experience, <laughs> venomous reptiles and crocodilians at every that's zoo okay. I've worked at. So, um, but I've worked, I've had to work, when you work at a zoo, you, you have to fill in a lot. I've had to work elephants and mm-hmm. um, Giraffes and uh, and cats and uh, big cats, you know, lions and tigers, etc. Jaguars. Um, I'm glad I got that experience. I worked with a lot of hoofstock. I worked, you know, right. like different, you know, Asian fruit bats, and then of course vampire bats. And I, I, you can't work reptiles all day with your building. You know, if you only have like 40 cages, you could get those done <laughs> in a couple hours. You know, you yeah, the other parts of the zoo you can you know. Moved to different areas. I worked primates for 20 years too. Jesus. And uh, every day I worked primates for the first mm-hmm. two hours. You feed and clean exhibits, open up, let them out of the night house, open up to the to the public side, and then you mm-hmm. go to the reptile department and work reptiles the rest of the day. So, but um, you know, it, it 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 was just a neat experience, you know. But but I prefer venomous and, and crocodilians. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I <laughs> they fascinate me, and yes, I have been bit before, and it, they have been my fault. Yeah, the bites I've had. So my venomous. So I'm not blaming the snake. It was my fault. I looked away just for a second, took my eye off it for a second, and got tagged. And um, 
you think you learned your lesson, but here we are again. <laughs> yeah, here it is again. You know, but I've had four bites in like fifty years of working snakes, so I figure that's one bite. It's not too bad. Twelve years. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, I mean, it's, it's it's not horrible. You work you're working forty hours a week, though. You're working those snakes, yeah. venomous snakes, forty hours yeah. a week. Yeah, you're taking them out relative to the exposure. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. And so when you do it for a living, you know, 40 hours a week, and sometimes 50 hours a week, you're covering for somebody. You have to cover their area. They have venomous on their side. So, mm. you know, and, and then you have them at home. You come home. I'd work snakes for two hours when I got home from the zoo. And now we're I talking 40 plus. Clean, so I'd have about 250 yeah. snakes at my house. Right. In my private collection. So I it think does. I only got like 41 snakes right now venomous in my private collection. So. Just forty one. I I mean those are that's <laughs> rookie numbers. I mean you gotta bump those no, numbers no, I gotta up. Bump and I, those numbers up, dude. I know. It's well I soon you'll have up. a whole zoo to play with. I mean, like, you know, it's you, you you've gotta be sitting there thinking about what you're gonna fill in what cage and what you're gonna bring in and stuff like that. I mean that that's I think every herper's dream. So nah. that'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. You know, there'll be a day I'll get out of it though, because you know my other hobby is playing music. So, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean I, 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 Eric's studio, back. So I, I you know I like writing songs and I I play all the instruments. Sounds like crap, but I you know I I enjoy it. You know, yeah, to get away from the animals. What's your so, main instrument? Guitar. Guitar and keyboards and. Well, maybe guitar and drums, and then keyboards. Favorite guitar player of all time. Oh, here we go. <laughs> ah, gosh. <laughs> Lawrence Juber. Probably don't ever heard him. Probably uh, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, maybe Eric Clapton. I mean, yeah, I, I like that style. I'm with I, you. I'm, not a, I'm with you. Okay. I'm not a big Kiss fan, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Paul Stanley, those guys. No, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, great guitarist. Love him. Um, yes. Yes, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's so many of them. I mean, there's uh, George Harrison of the Beatles, uh, very good, uh, underrated guitarist. But listen to his oh, yeah. and stuff he, oh, the yeah. stuff he came up with are just phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, BB like King, I like blues people. I, you know, I God. blues growing is is pretty NPR much band. my favorite. Yes. <laughs> Who? I, I dig blues, like uh, blues and like oh, that classic too. rock type of blues. Uh, all right. Yeah. I knew there. Yeah. I knew there was a reason I liked you. All right. <laughs> Robert Cray is a great blues guitarist. You know. Absolutely. Really yes. Clapton yeah. is great when he plays blues. When he just plays blues, you know. Yeah. Um. God, there's so many great blues guitars, you know. I mean, I, I love I, I love playing blues, and I, I I try to write a lot of blues stuff. But I mean, you know, most of my stuff sounds like the Beatles, so because I'm so influenced <laughs> by them. Hmm. <laughs> you know, play gigs kid, at all, so. or do you play just recording? No, no. I, I did I did a charity gig last year with a guy at a local pub. Uh, yeah. I played on a, I played on his album. His name is Philip Martin. And uh, okay. I played on his album. I played just keyboards on his album. He had these other other studio musicians in there, 
And then I played acoustic guitar with him, and he just we did an acoustic set uh, about six or eight months ago at, at this local bar. He asked me to come to it. They were doing something for the some charity thing. I forgot what it was, but it was fun. I mean, I used to play in bands all the time when I was in high school. Right. And just cover bands, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Just doing covers, you know. But um, but I I have my own studio and stuff, and I play guitar, bass, drums, ukulele, you name it. I mean, I I, I like doing and mixing up and doing different instruments and and stuff, and I just overdub everything. Okay. On my computer, so and mix it everything, and then master it. And I've got an album. It's on SoundCloud. You, if you ever go to it, you can hear some oh, of yeah? my tracks. That's yeah. cool. Okay. All right. I'll have to check it out. All the noise on it. I'll make all the noise. But it's yeah. fun. I mean, you know, it, it's a, it's a release valve, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. You need that. <laughs> to get away from the animals and stuff, and you know. It's yeah. Just, do you guys play? Do you, do one of you guys play? I play cowbell. Um, or I just kinda... <laughs> more cowbell. More cow. I play. That's Baby. my only. That is my only uh, contribution to the Morelia Python Radio Band. Is I will dance around and play a cowbell like an idiot. So there you go. Um, but... like the Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah. Exactly. See, I'm only good for one song. So, I'm a yep. I, I'm a real musician, un, unlike Owen, who just pretends <laughs> to be one. Uh, yeah, I play guitar. I play, I play one on the radio. Yeah. So. You play guitar? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yep. What kind mm-hmm. of what, acoustic or electric? Uh, both. Uh, but primarily I'm uh, uh Fender Strat, uh, an old uh, okay. Fender amp, uh, Tube Screamer, wah wah pedal, buzz pedal. That's it. Yep. I got nice. that stuff, yeah. Basic stuff. I'm not a Fender <laughs> fan. I, I sold my Telecaster to a guy about a year ago. That only played it on a couple of tracks. I, I always like it was a blonde hollow body Telecaster, and Ooh, I wow. liked it and looks. I liked the way it played, but I just didn't like the way. It, I'm a Gibson and Epiphone guy, so I, you know, okay, 335, you know, very and nice. I use wah wah pedals, of course, and stuff, and I use box amps, so, and I, I do have two Fender amps, a Duosonics, but. That I use for oh, different yeah. sounds, you know, two bands, but you know. That Vox amp gets that Beatles sound. I like it. All right. <laughs> yeah, it does. It sound like the Beatles yeah. or, the, or the Birds, you know. Uh, it it can be real twangy, you know, and open it up, but you know, just different stuff. Cool. So, yeah, I'm the same way. I want to get away from snakes. I pick up the guitar. I want to get away from the guitar. I go to the snake. Pick up a snake. <laughs> <laughs> The only that two way. hobbies I can have. All right. None of them involve people unless they're on the show. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, and that's, I have one of those shirts. Uh, I, I like beer and maybe three people. <laughs> no, it, that, that is an accurate shirt. Yeah. Uh, it's the truth. I, I have a shirt that says that. Oh, <laughs> so I wear God. that. Nice. I'm with it. But you know, um, I, you know how you got to get away from your hobby. You know that. I mean, you, you do absolutely. You can't go clean feed snakes all the time. It make you pretty boring or dull. You know. Well, Randall, how yeah. many people have you seen burn out? I mean, who've been heavy hitters oh, seen, in yeah, their culture burn out and sell their whole yeah. collection? I bought people's yeah. cages. You know, the big yeah. big Neodesha cages I've gotten because they said I'm getting out of the hobby. I have a good friend here that I got like 
12 big, you know, four-foot neodestral cages from for, like, dirt cheap, like 50, <laughs> 75 bucks a piece. We're talking four- and six-foot cages. You, Perfect, you're sad to you know. see them go, but then you're like, oh. <laughs> so it's like, um, <laughs> like yeah, I don't want you to get out of it. But... I'm getting out of the hobby. He was real big into emerald tree boas and Amazon tree boas. <laughs> and he had a basement, I mean, like a 40-foot basement by 20. And he said, I'm selling everything, water bowls, every snake. He sold all the snakes to some dealer down in Florida. I'm trying to think who it was. I don't mm. know if it was Ray Gushaw. Maybe it was Strictly. But um, he gave him a wholesale price on thousands of dollars worth of these snakes. Really nice. He's had them for years. He called me up and said, hey, I got all these cages. You know? <laughs> I said, what do you I will want be for right I there. I knew what he paid for them. I mean, <laughs> he gave them to me like well, pennies on the dollar. Yeah. I had to borrow yeah. a, a, a two people's uh, – two friends had pickup trucks to help me load them because oh my god, smaller car. You know, I, I've got a little Nissan, but he, you know, I had to load them up. You know, strap them in, and have help moving them in. So yeah, um, I, I've seen people just totally get out and sell everything, everything from their snake hooks, and never go back. And I, and they wouldn't even go to shows anymore. It's not right. anymore. And they did good. They bred stuff like a lot of colubrids. One guy used to breed a lot of corn snakes. And uh, and also uh, Alterna, you know, a lot of gray banded king snakes. He just one day just woke up and said, "I'm getting out of the business totally." And he did. He walked away from it. Some people do, and you know, it's yeah. just one and, of those and, things. And it's a, they just have like a, a a life experience or something. I don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he just woke up. I'm getting rid of everything. And you know, it, library books, you know, snake books, and everything. Just walk that's away. That's all far. <laughs> and I went to him some some place like a grocery store, and I said, "Don't you miss them?" He goes, "No, I don't miss them. I don't think about them at all." But man, you did so well with them. And his attitude was like, "Been there, done that. Time to move on." Wow. Times when I wish I could do that. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it for like two minutes, and then I go, "Nah." Right. <laughs> that now nah, that was a you know, whoa. I've done it all my life, and, and what I a crazy two I minutes. Yeah, you know, I love reptiles. Yeah. Like you guys can probably tell. So. We do. You don't make any money minutes. out of reptiles. You know that. So, no, not duh. Anybody who comes in here thinking that they're going to become a millionaire, you're about twenty, uh, thirty years idiot, too late. Right? Yeah, yeah, and that. So it's, you're thirty uh, years too late. Exactly. Right. And and, and no, yeah. If you have a million dollars, you're gonna lose. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> come buy here. Buy cages, and you think you're gonna double your profit back. It's not gonna happen. So you have to be in this hobby for the love of the animals. Mm. I've given yeah. away lots of snakes and things I bred, you know. And I I put on the Texas Reptile Expos for like 15 years. And things I would breed here at the house, I would take and put on the table at the end of the, on Sunday. At, we did a two day show, you know, Saturday and Sunday. Right. I would give snakes away because I didn't want to take them home, you know, baby snakes and feed them. I had, you know, 30 deli cups of, of this or that or the other, you know. And I'd right. give them away mm-hmm. to friends and what I, what I didn't sell because I didn't want to take them back home. And, and uh, you know, so you don't make money. As you, I think you guys know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you, you you can make enough money. I make enough money to to pay my bill. I mean, you know, just to pay my food, upkeep, and all that, and and, and mm-hmm. or purchase another animal I want to pair up with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So if you can I, break I, even, yeah, of course I sell my animals, but you know, my offspring. But yeah, 
You're not going to be a millionaire. You're not going to be a thousandaire. Even. <laughs> hundred air, hundred air is just that's rare. You better no, yeah. be a hundred air. You know, you have a good show. You know, you know, I've walked out of shows with six thousand, seven thousand dollars in my pocket before. Yeah. Uh, but all that money goes right back into the hobby. It seems like. Yeah. You know. Or I mean, you spend it pretty quick. You know, I bought a, a Jeep. I got out of one show because I, I wanted a Jeep Wrangler really bad. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I still got the Jeep, but I don't have any money. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's the problem is you go to Tinley and you sell a couple snakes, and now I'm like, ooh, I did see those things over there that I wanted to buy, and then I leave, and I'm like, exactly. well, I, oh, I don't I have too. I don't have any more money, but I got three more new snakes. I'm not sure if I won this or not. Oh, it's, oh, like, yeah, yeah, the money you make selling your snake, you spend it on you, exactly like you yeah. said. You, oh, that table over there, I got. I've always wanted to work with that. Yeah, and. Yeah. And you spend everything you made, you spend it on it, and you break even. But you got the new snakes. Yeah, so it's, it's a cycle, good. As you okay. Know. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I've done the same thing, of course. Of course. So anyway, Randall, we have um, the closing questions for you because we're kind of okay. running a little bit low on time. Um, okay, that's fine. We we didn't get to like half of the stuff we wanted to talk to you, so you're coming back again. We're just going to schedule you at a certain point and bring you back. <laughs> I mean, that's really? just going to happen. Yeah, Why? yeah, yeah. No, we're at, now it's done. You get two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, um, um, but uh, and the closing questions would be the first one: If you could go herping anywhere in the world, where would you go, and what would you be hoping to find? I'd want to go to. Um, any of the little islands, I guess, in the Indonesia, Sulawesi, or something. Um, okay. I, I, I'd like to look, uh, you know, uh, for weird trimeroceros wagari or, or weird insularis, um, you know, at night and you know, perched. Um, that would be cool. I used to think I wanted to go to Costa Rica or Suriname, uh, hunt bushmasters, but uh, you know, I kept bushmasters for so many years, I'm burned out on them. I don't want another one. So. <laughs> it's, so, it's so weird to say you have someone. I, I want to go to like Indonesia, man. you know, or Komodo yeah. Island. Not look at the lizard, but for the venomous. Because there's some uh, stuff there that, that still haven't been. I mean, it's been discovered, but it's not even been named. You know what I mean? There's yeah. Only sure. one or two, you know, specimens found, and uh, you know they're documented, but that's it. And, and a small area. Like, you know, years ago they found that little area, little lake over in Vietnam where they found Siamese crocodiles. And they had had Siamese crocodiles there in 150 years. But they found this one little, like a third of an acre lake, you know, way out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. They thought they were extinct there. So, yeah, a lot of times find so something cool. like that or, or look for something like that. That is cool. I like that. That's a cool answer. All right. So... Now, if you could own any reptile without limitations, whether they be monetary or law, what would you want? These are hard questions. <laughs> I, I, I really don't know if I can answer that. I mean, there's there's so much. I mean, you, you just opened the whole door. I mean, you know, I know I did. Yeah, that's why it's a hard question. I think you, somebody said triceratops flew off the door. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's, I mean. I, you know, I, yeah, 
be honest, guys, I I I, I don't know. I I really don't mm. know. That's I mean, so I've had about <laughs> everything I've wished or wanted, and, and I pursued. You know, you know, I, I really wanted Bushmasters, and I worked hard getting them out of uh, Suriname and getting them imported to the United States into Miami and and breeding them. I, I was a, a the second private person in the United States to breed Bushmasters. And That's Kevin awesome. Dean Ripper was a, Dean was the first. I was the second. Earl Turner was the third person. And um, I really wanted to breed them. And no one knew how to breed them. And it took years of work and mixing and matching females, males, and, and, and trying to finally hit on the recipe, I call it, you know, of breeding them. And so it was a challenge. And it took me – I worked with them for 17 years. And um, I, I've always gotten there about everything I wanted. I mean, is there ever something that I mean, kind of slipped through your fingers that you know you kind of wish you got but didn't oh, get an yeah, opportunity? I, I can't think of. You know, I've had stuff mm-hmm. that I, I've gotten rid of that I wish I'd never had of, and, and now they're not even available because maybe a sighties animal, you know. Right. Um, sure. There's uh, uh, they're so tight on on, on some sighties that you can't even look at them. I mean, um, <laughs> you can't get a Rube Island rattlesnake here in the United States. I've had them before, but you can buy them at the ham show in Germany, you know. But you can't, oh. U.S. Fish and Wildlife won't let you export them back to the States, which is a stupid thing. But, I mean, <laughs> I mean there's animals like that, you know. I like, I like Zobton rattlesnakes, you know. Yeah, sure. So you, you, but they're just almost impossible to get. I mean, there are a few people here that breed them. In fact, there's a friend of mine just had a litter of, I think, 31 of them. But, That's cool. But they'll be high-dollar snakes. I mean. Oh, yeah. Um, a really high-dollar snake. It's, it's not the money, but sure. it's just animals now that it's just hard to get that I'd like mm. to have. But there's too many. I, I couldn't name them. That's uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um so I guess now this would be the point where you can throw out any kind of contact info for yourself or if you wanted to toss out any info uh, for the zoo that's coming up, anything like that. This would be like how would people get in contact? Uh, uh, on my Facebook out? page, um, okay. I'm Randall Berry. Um, we also have the page uh, with the Hot Springs National uh, Park Reptile Garden. Um you can uh, contact me through, you know, either a messenger from on on my page and or the Hot Springs uh, National Park Reptile Garden. Okay. Um, that's how most people get a hold of me, you know, via internet. That's how I got a hold of you guys. Right. I bugged the, the hell out of Eric. So I didn't know if y'all Eastern time or Central, because I'm Central time. Well, it's a mix. Yeah, no way. It's a mixed show today because Rob's here, and Rob, you're <laughs> central, right? Mountain, mountain, mountain. Yeah. And see, yeah. Normally we're eastern, but we bring Rob in, and Robert, Rob's mountain. So, yeah. No, he's mountain. So we got a central mountain and an eastern. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're getting all. <laughs> Should have got Riley to call in. If Eric could ever uh, run Graham through, we'd have that too. <laughs> yeah, we could get them all. Yeah, <laughs> get all the time zones. God. No, I've had a great time. I've, I've, I've had a really good time. You guys no, have a lot dude, of fun. Yeah. Absolutely, it's, it's I awesome like the movie. questions you guys ask. They're not stupid ones. 
Well, will my ball <laughs> python be good? I, I want to know about the heat rock. Yeah, I mean, is that okay for my ball python, the heat rock, or no? You didn't answer that. Well, but you, you got to. I mean, you know. And yeah. I knew you guys would get a laugh out of that. I mean, you know. I mean, <laughs> Of course. <laughs> so you see rocks. But uh, you, you know still make people them. here on the earth anyway, so it goes with the flow. Yeah. You know yeah. I can't believe Zoom well, still makes them. But I had a great them. time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, was, and and we're 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 gonna rope you back into a second episode because there's we we can do that. Yeah, just let me know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We yeah, got get, get Grant on, get Ryan on sometime, and get Keith McPeak on too. Again? <laughs> well, Keith Dear Keith. On Keith, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love Keith. Keith's a good guy. We'll drag him yeah, on Keith again. He's a some great point. guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. Known him for many, many, many years. We're going to Australia with him in uh, what? What is it? Four months? Can't wait. It's going to be. Is it four months? Hundred days, buddy bear. Something like that. Oh my Hundred God. days. Yeah. And I got my buddy bear for the episode, so I'm good. Oh, yeah. Northern cool. territory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh Can't God, wait. That, that is great. You're going to see a lot of neat, oh, a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Wow. Hell yeah. I might get killed by a crocodile. That would be cool. So we'll see. <laughs> That'll be awesome. All right, guys. All right. Well, All right, man. Thank you very much, dude. I'll, and we'll I'll catch up with thanks, you. Thanks, Randall. And we'll talk. All right. Did we lose okay. him? That quick? I don't know. Right. I don't know. Looks like Maybe. he cut out there. That was odd. Yeah. No, <laughs> well, anyways, Maybe. thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Randall's a cool yeah, guy. That man. was awesome. So, I love that stuff. You know, yep. all those old stories. So, Eric left for 45 minutes to go pet his dogs or something. I God damn it, Eric. You know, <laughs> we're doing a not. show Good with move, Randall Berry. I mean, also, Rob threw you under the bus and then backed he it did? up and, like, oh, yeah, like right then and there, where he just said that you left for 45 minutes to go pet the dog. I mean, uh, <laughs> He put you on blast on the show. What's up with Dude, that, Rob? I, I can't have the dogs anywhere near this place when I'm recording, or it will Dude. just not work <laughs> up good. Zero's is sleeping in the room, and I can hear him barking in his sleep, and I had to put myself on mute and yell at him for about a minute. So, you know, yeah. it's like, wake up, you idiot. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Oh dear, anyway. oh dear, oh dear. That see no, I told you about that. I I he told you about that and and they mentioned it on the show where they're like, We don't know what he's talking about and then I heard it four more times for their like yeah. <laughs> they tried to deny it. I love it. <laughs> That's my favorite, man. I love that line. All right. I even said it at work the other day and they're like, What? <laughs> it's not now it's, it's it's too far in. It's dug in oh, like wait. a tick now. I'll never yeah. get it out. I, yeah. I can't remember what it was. I think I, no. What had happened is we had a uh, we had a freezer. Like you know, so we were getting this big truck full of frozen food stuff, frozen food, right? And these big ass pallets of frozen food, and there was twenty pallets on this truck that had to get unloaded, but the freezer went down, so we had to fit it into these other satellite freezers that were like real small, and. The guy says, uh, the fans are broken. The freezer, what are we going to do? I was like, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> Eric, Eric, this is a real problem. It's like, okay. <laughs> oh, got to love it. 
Anyhow. Yep. Any coodle. Um, yes, so I guess uh, we'll just go through the thing and then we'll uh, get the heck out of here. Um, I just had a cricket jump. Focus. Oh, Focus. <laughs> Focus. Jumped on my desk. Oh, I don't I don't care about where, the bug. I, I, I don't know where a cricket would come from, but anyway, okay. So um, next week we have our good buddy Nick Mutton uh, will be joining us again. We're gonna get what you say? Lectured on egg cutting. It's like this is all that's gonna end up happening. We will be talking about <laughs> responsible egg management. Yeah, we're gonna get yeah. yelled at. We're gonna be egg talking about <laughs> yeah. No, for not <laughs> egg cutting. Not, not egg, egg cutting. cutting. We're going yeah, to yell that for something. We did so, something with eggs or didn't do something, and that's what this episode's about. Well, so. there's a big difference between cutting a little snip in the top of the egg. Thank you. know, you. once one is pipped. You. As opposed Thank to you. slicing <laughs> off the top of but it to see what morph you problem. got. You stick your two fingers into the egg. And rip and it out of there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, listen. Uh, I, when I, what I call cutting is not manually pipping. That's something no. different. Cutting is when you slice the egg around the baby, rip off the shell, and then pull the baby out of the sack and go, you're born mm-hmm. now. That's different. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> not to so name names, but anyway. <laughs> not only that, just like, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll hit on uh, just, you know, taking care of eggs. Through the... Can we talk about hypos? You know, a little bit kosher <sighs> hypo. Or something. You can talk about know. whatever you want. I don't know if Nick's Yay. gonna talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the hypo tiger he has? Holy yes, yes. I need him. Yeah. Yep. You get rid of all these other dirty mutts anyway. I can't believe you didn't. The one thing I'm I'm disappointed in you, Owen, and maybe it was You're when I stepped away. From, in me. Wait, Why am I like, what is it this, this week? May, what are we? Dis- maybe it's when I stepped away for show. forty-five minutes. I'm not sure. This should, but, uh, this should be a segment <laughs> on the show. Why? Have, what has what has Owen done to disappoint Eric this week? <laughs> I like you know, it. all the that's that's great. guys. Yeah, they just, have like uh, Agony Danny. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, this could be a, a weekly segment. Yeah, yeah. I like. Why it. not? This, I'm sure my has plenty of stuff to say. So <laughs> how has Owen disappointed me this week? <laughs> So you're into these like Madagascan hognose snakes, right? I am. Yes, I right? have them. And all these yeah. different, you know, anything but the hognose in the U.S. is you're. Into, I don't want you're it. Ready for it? <laughs> yeah. You know, you're ready to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. have a guy that works yeah. with these tricolor yeah. hognose. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they're from yeah, Mexico, so right? Are, they're from Mexico, right? No, so further south. So, and it's a whole. There's a whole genera of. Uh, even a, even a genus complex of snakes that are, mm-hmm. but the ones he's talking about, I'm pretty sure, Lystrophus pulcher. Um, that's sort mm-hmm. of the the commonly construed one, and they look like, you know, visually, if you saw a picture, you'd be like, wow, you just took a milk snake and popped it onto a, you know, you Western a hog body, yeah. <laughs> except it, it's smooth, smooth, but not, you know, so not a, yeah. not a, um, yeah, yeah, you know, the non keel they don't have scale, scale, right, yeah. but. And they're but, also thinner uh, bodied, but yeah. Sure, but there yeah. are a whole host of other ones that used to be in the U.S. that we don't see as much anymore. I assume that those are the ones he's talking about. But yeah, those are cool snakes. I don't, 
They are. Anyway, Eric, you, yes, you should blast him for this, but no, no, I sort ahead. of defend Owen. Continue with the disappointment. Go on. It's like, uh-huh. Be disappointed, but I sort of defend Owen, you know, Thank knowing you. what they are. I defend him a little bit. So. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. What? I know. It's I had weird. a better it's chance. A weird world. I had a better yeah. chance of seeing Bigfoot than Rob defending you. That is a weird. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about this. I mean, it's oh, much dear. better when Rob just piles on with you, and it's like then the world is as it should be. You know, I thought, anyway, it shows you how much on. I know about hognose snakes, which is absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> did they, did they exist and sometimes wear hats? I like, just yeah, thought I you would have been on that, but uh, apparently, I am. And what, dude, apparently, I'm we, the we, idiot. No, we were, we were. <laughs> no, we were ride, they, they are. Uh, yeah. Okay. We were riding and dying with venomous and all this other zoo talk and stuff like that. I wasn't gonna be like, shut up. Let's talk about hognose right now. Like you know, no. It was just gonna be <laughs> next time, dude. Uh, okay. There has to be a next time. There has to be right. a next time. I'm trying. We. After eight years, we have to we have to keep we can't just get it all done in one episode. We gotta start stretching this shit out, dude. It's like we gotta. I don't know, gotta, Owen. You know, I know my list of guests is 150 people long. Eric says, "Hey, everybody on the chat, DM me with guest suggestions." They don't DM, but rather just blast it into the chat. Fortunately, we'd already <laughs> covered, you know, already had yeah. all those people. But you know, following <laughs> directions, well, all, all good things. I'd stay. It, it's it's fine, Rob. It, you're you were part of the message group. You could have just copied and pasted the list. I mean, <laughs> well, I already had all the people that were mentioned, so that was the that was Damn the it. good news of it. But okay, good. yeah, so, whatever. It's true. I did it's think true. that was very humorous, though. Is Eric's this, like, this, yeah, everybody, is, DM me, DM me privately, so we don't this, you know don't just get thrown out there, become a fiasco. And is this a new segment of what has DM. Eric done to disappoint Rob? Because that that has to be like a bi-monthly segment. I mean, um, I mean, maybe even weekly. Who knows? Weekly, you know? it could yeah. be weekly. He could just record. I it have been dropping it. the ball as of late. You know I, what I mean? I don't. It, oh lord, you know, airing out a lot of shit here on NPR, and then we have to That's figure true. out what what Rob has done to upset Riley. I mean. You know, let's get everybody involved. So it's, it's a circle. I, I, maybe maybe once a month there just needs to be a show entirely comprised of those segments. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just throw it out there. Yeah. Just, just let it out. Yeah. We'll air all our grievances. The monthly festivus, you know, monthly <laughs> festivus of the show. To, I was about to say, do we have to get a poll? <laughs> Everything can be related back to. Oh science. God, the show's gone off the rails. It's gone. <laughs> In the yeah. closing segments, and we've lost it. We were doing so uh, well. Closing ceremonies have gone awry. So <laughs> here we are. Saints be praised. Like it's the Olympics and everything's on fire. It's like, oh no, it's so close. Uh, All right. The torch. <laughs> the torch is gone. It's on the ground. It's anyway. All right. Let's close out the show before we start airing any more grievances before the poll arrives. I was, tr- uh, yeah, I was trying to think if there was anything else that uh, I had to more put it out there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You were thinking of more? I, I, okay. I don't know. I was, I was trying to be funny, but you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, well, and then the week right. after that, right? We're gonna have Matt and Stan on, so that'll be fun. Yes. Yes. Cool. And I did. Uh, oh, and you'll be happy about this one. I'm, I did I'm talk to. I did talk to Terry Burwell today, and uh, yeah, 
We're going to be lining up uh, has a he rough scale why he show. Has, why he, has he explained to you why he didn't tell me that the rough scales were coming? So, so this is pretty funny. So I was talking to him on the phone, right? Yeah. And uh, I, 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 we were talking about the rough scales. Uh, you know, he didn't even uh, – they didn't even have their sh- first shed yet or anything. So he right. didn't have any kind of uh, feeding trials or anything. So I told right. him, I was like, well, I guess if you're going to sell any of them, you know, let me know because uh, they're on the list. And, uh, you know, it would be cool to uh, get some. And he says, no, nah, I don't know, man. I think I'm going to burk them all. Yeah, well. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's officially oh, the term now. That, that's what that feels like. So yeah, it's, <laughs> I was like, oh, it was yassering. All... It's become burking. Yeah, it's like, become burking. Yeah. yeah, it was yassering, and now it's burking. Congratulations, I like, buddy. I said, I, I was like, oh dear, I've never been on this side of the fence. <laughs> I told you, yeah, this is what this feels like. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, no. So he's got. Uh, Diamond pythons uh, that he's yeah. been trying to crack for many years that he uh, got a couple clutches from. Uh, but we're going to wait to see uh, how he gets with the babies going. But uh, that show's coming up uh, cool. in the future. So Cool. So that'll be cool. I figured you'd like that. Rough scale pythons, you know, I got to. Don't, 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 be- don't pander mute to me with proven methods. I mean, like, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Owen wants to just throw them outside in the snow, right? That was Yeah, that was, <laughs> they'll be fine. You Speaking know? of which, did you guys it's see snows in the, the Kimberly, right? Yeah, it'd be great. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd sooner die. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh happened to be uh, you know, uh Facebook uh the refreshed or whatever and at the top of it was uh a picture of a guy holding a big adult olive python that I said I over saw to you that. Guys. I don't know if you saw it or not. I yeah, saw but, it. Uh, that is cool. Dude, we're months away, 100 days. Are we going to have to do an episode from Australia? From the bush? Definitely. Well, Eric's got that live recording stuff, right? So maybe it won't be released on time. But we'll uh, we'll definitely oh, yeah. have to make some clips and stuff, man. We have to, oh, we have yeah. to do something to – because, you know, if, we're, if we miss an episode, the world burns. So, you know, we have to do something so that is released or something like that. But Yeah, we'll do something. We'll do some YouTube stuff. Yeah. We got well, we got it. I got some well, got some thoughts. Yeah. That'll okay. be cool, man. Yeah. All right. But definitely gotta do that. Bring the recording gear. That's just gonna be Eric's, you know, carry on. <laughs> okay. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> it's gonna be like a big backpack of uh just recording shit. Now actually it's um it's it's actually pretty small now. Uh, what yeah, right on. I mean, technology makes it you know super easy. So it, yeah, we should be good. We just have to cool. remember at the end of the night um, mm. when we're dog ass tired, and when we get back, <laughs> we're either gonna have to do it while we're driving back, or right. when we get there, we're gonna be forced to uh, to talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, you know? that, that I think it's just gonna difficult. have to be heavily edited. I think yeah, you yeah, run well, it, and I mean, then it just be heavily edited. Well, yeah. it, I, I say we just bring the poll, and then we just air the grievances <laughs> as we accrued them on the, day on the Australia trip. I mean, will it come to blows? I don't know. Okay. Let's figure it out. It's like, yeah. Rob, how many, how many days do you think until we all have a meltdown? What do you think? <laughs> days? I, I, want, I, I want on minutes. this trip, <laughs> I'm, I 
I will not melt down. That is a promise from me. I will not. Okay. I will, I will, not I will, I will have several meltdowns, all right? Yeah. I promise I will I, have I feel several. like Owen is a, a live wire that will be, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to manage it. And then Keith's going to yell at him, and he's going to feel all disappointed because it's like, you know, uh, you know, Keith is. Oh, I don't want to Keith disappoint Keith. Yeah. Keith. I mean, <laughs> exactly. you know, it's. You guys are Screw different. Screw Eric and Rob. Keith. Yeah, I don't yeah, care. No, guys. it's. Man. <laughs> We're going to be thing. sitting there as Keith is telling off this young, you know, this youngster, you know. Oh, uh, well, I, mean, it's... I told you not to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to waste my time in a hospital. What the hell is wrong with you? Oh, I if it happened, it's going to be pull me out of the emergency room and buy. I mean, like it's it's like if it's like a mob hit. I'll just get kicked out the thing and roll into the emergency room. <laughs> you know. Here's a question: Does Australia yep. have universal health care? I don't know. Wouldn't that be nice? Though we should figure these things out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, think we apply is the problem. The answer, I believe, is yes, but I don't think we apply. I don't think we apply. I think we Son have to pay. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. <sighs> well, don't touch anything, Owen. Okay. <laughs> well, unless Keith gives unless you the Keith okay. Unless, it to you. Keith, unless Keith says it's okay, don't touch yes. it. Got it. Exactly. All right. Okay. And I don't even know if I trust that, frankly, but, you know, depends <laughs> <laughs> on how you've been that day. Well, dude, yeah. I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching. I guess Animal Planet, and they keep showing this one guy who's like, "I'm on a, a the hunt to find the most venomous snakes in Australia," and he's screaming and yelling as he's hooking this taipan. And I'm like, "Why are you yelling at it?" They're like, "It's the, it's like I don't know, but it's I don't know. I have to. I might have to that watch." That certainly this doesn't episode. seem like best practice. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. But I may have to watch this dude's show just to yell at my TV again. I enjoy. Here's my it. advice. Whatever Go. you see on Animal Planet, do the opposite. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what I would say. Got Whatever it. Whatever it is, also, do the opposite. When, you know, this isn't going to be like a Malcolm Douglas thing where all of a sudden everyone starts eating the awesome – you know, snakes that we find. Okay. So that's the other <laughs> oh, okay. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. That's true. That's true. Um, okay. The most stick. beautiful oh, mama I've ever hell? seen. Let's eat it. <laughs> I just beat it with a stick and start cooking it. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah right. Pretty much. <laughs> Wait, what just happened? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he, he's, he's cooking it on the fire. He's cooking oh. it. Oh my God. Oh dear. All right. All right. So for <laughs> close the show. Uh, yeah. Enough. Uh, we're Eddie Python Radio. You can follow us anywhere that that name is. Uh, and then for myself, I'm E. B. Morelia. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, Rob, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> uh, High Plain Terp on Instagram. Cool. Look at you, you Facebook Dodger. I like it. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> oh, <Thank> my <you>, man. <laughs> Fuck Rogue Dash Reptiles. <laughs> Rogue Dash Reptiles. Rogue Reptiles on Facebook and Rogue underscore Reptiles on Instagram. That's it. That's all we have for you tonight. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night.